0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: So Mark Dykedon, I believe this saying or the thought is rain on your wedding day is a good omen. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know what you experienced. We actually experienced a really nice February day for our wedding. It snowed a little bit at ours at the end. Okay. Both of us going the old winter route. Yeah, we're in November. Um, well, jeez,
2: gosh. (laughs) We're we're actually the day before Thanksgiving is when we got married, because everyone was in town, so we were like, well, not only do you get a little bit of a discount on the venue, but everyone's in town. So you went with a Wednesday wedding? We did Wednesday, yeah. How about that? Everybody loved it, actually, because open bar, everybody had work off anyway. Yeah,
1: I mean, I've always thought the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is like, Blackout Wednesday, you know, uh, you see all your high school friends. I think, friends a, I think and... a
2: couple people got that way uh, <laughs> on the Wednesday before, but then, yeah, then we just were like, hey, we'll see you all tomorrow. So
1: so what does absolutely gorgeous sun and weather we would love to have in the final Sunday of May mean for Jake Quarry today at his graduation? I don't know. Is he doing a
2: backflip today, maybe, then? Celebrating the nice the nice weather, or is, you know, might my, my trip off the stage?
1: Yeah, I again, I, I don't know, on the omen front. I'm sure Jake will have something for us when he joins us coming up at 8.30. But Jake is indeed graduating today. He is going to be en route to Kokomo, IU Kokomo, um, but up US 31 here a little bit later in the show. So he will give us a call. I believe 10 o'clock, he said, is when graduation officially begins on that front. So uh, Jake's going to join us at 8.30. Stephen Holder at 8 o'clock. We're going to have Joey Molinaro. one of our favorites on at 9 o'clock. Joey's out. Um, he's camping at IMS, Mark. Um, That's a hell of a uh, a month. And he's got like a one-year-old. So the whole family's there? I, I'm pretty sure. I oh saw boy. a little, little Frankie in the RV. So uh, we'll chat with Joey about a little bit of everything coming up at 9 o'clock. But a good Wednesday morning to you again. It's a really nice start here. In Indianapolis, I'm Kevin Bowen. Mark Dykton, going to be alongside for all three hours today. And Josh molenex we, we've got him out of the bullpen. Yes. Josh, He's good back. to see you, brother. How's it going, guys? Josh, I thought you would go in hibernation like Dylan Brooks did for the past few weeks. <laughs> Man, can can I uh, plead the fifth there and just go and move on? It's a diehard Grizzlies fan, Josh Molnick's right there. Very um, much so. The offseason starting early in Memphis with a whole <laughs> lot of drama there and mark judging by last night boy um is this the year the big man in the nba sure seems that way i mean you you, you always
2: expect joel embiid to kind of go out and get his points and stuff and then tyrese maxey had had a hell of a game yesterday and everything and yeah the six that that game the final score ended up being 115-103 sixers over the over the celtics but it was a uh, a much bigger win for the sixers than than the final score would tell you
1: yeah and obviously on the road philly uh what an atmosphere that's going to be thursday night back in philly as they go for the clinch they have lost five straight conference semifinal matchups um so just from a franchise standpoint uh, obviously the heartbreak they had with toronto a few years ago with quiet leonard hitting that jumper that bounced off the rim and and all of that um That certainly is going to be, I think, a huge, huge storyline. Something that I also wanted to get to today, Mark, um, we're going to have the NFL schedule announced in unison tomorrow night. The international games are trickling out this morning, and I'm going to keep an eye on the Colts here. Keep an eye on the Colts Mm. from an international standpoint. Um, I believe, again, two in Germany, three in London. We have breaking news if you've seen it.
2: Oh, boy. Colts-Patriots, Frankfurt, Germany, Week 10. Look
1: at that. November 12th, am I seeing this? November 12th. November 12th, the Colts and the Patriots in Frankfurt, Germany. So no Foxborough this year for the Colts. How about that? That's a nice change of pace. So for the first time since... How about that for breaking news at 7.05?
2: I know, we don't usually get that. Usually it's 10.05 when the the news Usually
1: right now, the only breaking we have is Jake with the computer. So this is certainly a different route for us here. Um, for Whoa. the first time since 2016, the Colts will be playing an international game, and that will be in Germany. Uh, do you think their Bjorn Werner heritage contributed oh, to this?
2: Maybe. Maybe he'll Maybe he'll flip the coin.
1: Um, it's funny when the Colts went over to London in 2016, uh, they did like a huge fan fest event on Regent Street. You know, Regent Street is like the you know, whatever, the, the Times Square, if you will, of New York, um or of of London. And all of a sudden we're like, you know, walking through, you know, gobs and gobs of fans and Ursay was having a little media session behind the uh behind the stage before Andrew Luck and Reggie Wayne and all right, it wouldn't have been Wayne. Luck and TY and Venetarian. I think it was Dwayne Allen, all went on stage. And all of a sudden, you hear this fan like going nuts, and one of the Colts players reacting to the fan. It's Bjorn Werner in the crowd. Going wild? Going wild. Andrew Luck is like giving him a hug. I'm thinking, first off, security is probably none too pleased with this. Secondly, it's probably never a good thing when your first round pick from four years ago is now in the crowd.
2: Not ideal, I would say. Unless he's like on injured reserve or something, like oh, that's a fun story, like or Joey Votto was doing it with the Reds at the end of the season. But yeah, if he's just out of the league entirely, not not a great look.
1: So this will be a nine thirty a.m. Eastern. Gosh, boy, are we going to go to Germany? You think? Can we?
2: Is that allowed? What the hell's the time change there?
1: Uh, Josh, we look at up time right now in <laughs> Frankfurt, Germany. <laughs> I, I would guess six ish hours ahead. Um, again, that is a 9.30 a.m. kick. And, Mark, do you have the full international schedule? That, that's the last of the five games, right? I, I'm overseas? seeing
2: Jaguars-Bills in London on October 8th. I'm seeing Ravens against the Titans and Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on October 15th. Uh, I have to refresh my thing. Oh, here we go. Uh, Falcons-Jaguars at Wembley Stadium. So the Jaguars have two international games. So
1: The Jags are going back-to-back weeks. Am I seen that?
2: Yes. So Falcons... Jaguars at Wembley Stadium in week four on October first. Then October eighth, week five, Jaguars against the Bills at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Then October fifteenth, which is week six, Ravens against the Titans in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. November fifth, which is week nine, Dolphins Chiefs at Frankfurt Stadium. And then November twelfth, week ten, Colts Patriots at Frankfurt Stadium.
3: How about that? It is one oh seven in Frankfurt, Germany, PM. Okay,
1: so six hours, right? So six hours ahead. Um, i'm curious what we will see from a tv assignment on this we'll certainly keep you abreast of what exactly that looks like um you know typically these games mark uh, again not a lot of experience with the colts internationally but haven't nfl network been the common trend with that yes
2: usually Um, nfl network i think they're trying to push that nfl plus as well so um, but
1: yeah, usually NFL Network. Yeah, it looks like it's, NFL it's, it's, Network is going to be the broadcast on that front. Again, the full schedule will be released tomorrow night, and that is going to be an 8 p.m. Um, so the Colts were supposed to play in New England this year. Again, this is a New England home game. Um, we'll get a little bit more into the schedule here coming up. Uh, certainly, I I guess I should have been a little bit more prepped that this would happen at 7 a.m. Uh, and, and not a little bit later in the show. But, Mark, the reason why the Colts are playing the Patriots this year is The Colts are aligned to play the AFC North and the NFC South. So, you rotate your divisions. The AFC divisions, you rotate every three years. The NFC divisions, you rotate every four years. Um, The reason why the Colts and the Patriots were aligned to play is because both of those teams finished third in their division last year. So, you'll see the Colts are going to host the Raiders again this year. They finished third in the AFC West last year. The Colts finished third in the AFC South. So, it's a six straight year, the Colts and the Raiders... Will face off. It's honestly turned into just like this annual, you know, luck of the draw. It's almost like Colts Patriots from back in the Manning era. But the thought was the Colts would play the Patriots in Foxborough for a second straight season. That was one of the, I think, that was the last game of the Frank Reich era, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but now this year, Colts and Patriots in Frankfurt. So if you are a fan in Germany, I have a feeling you are much happier about the matchup the week prior coming to Frankfurt than you are about Colts-Patriots, correct? I would say so. Dolphins-Chiefs the week prior, um, Colts-Patriots. I do think that somebody—and honestly, Jim Irsay said this on Saturday of the draft, and this is part of just Jim Irsay being Jim Irsay, and part of it I think is just kind of an accurate assessment for anybody that's followed the Colts or followed the NFL for the past few decades. Mark, he brought up, in talking about Anthony Richardson playing in year one, he goes— you know, he's going to have a game against Belichick on the road. Mm-hmm. Like we, we know how rookie quarterbacks, yeah. then that experience typically goes in Foxborough. November 12th, it could be a little ugly weather in Foxborough. You just talked about your your wedding, and a little bit later in November, uh, being some snow. Uh, now you're going to get a game in Frankfurt, Germany, and you won't be having a road environment. I, I would assume, and I would hope, that Anthony Richardson would be in the starting lineup come November 12th.
2: And what is the weather in Germany usually around that time of year? I have no
1: idea. Yeah, that's a great, great question. What's this Frankfurt Stadium talk about? Do, do, do we know anything there? Because this is just the second year, if I'm not mistaken, for the German uh, games.
2: I believe that's correct. Looks like German Germany, Frankfurt, Germany weather around November averages around like mid-40s. Okay. It's got an average of 48 degrees
1: Fahrenheit. Boy, I'm trying to pronounce the team that plays at the Frankfurt Stadium. In truck? How'd that sound, Josh? Spot on for my money. Intrak Frankfurt Pros. <laughs> Can you imagine the uh impersonation Jake's gonna have of oh, Germans? God. Imagine him in Germany. This is brutal. I, I I'm just not realizing this is not good. <laughs>
2: This could take quite the turn if he finds out that they're playing in Germany, and then he's getting very excited and doing impressions. Yeah, that would not be ideal.
1: So, I guess if you're Colts fans, I I would assume you are. You know, this is a this is good news. You don't give up a home game, and you don't have to watch your team play in Foxborough. And I, I
2: kind of like the 9:30 a.m. game. Oh yeah, I do too. Because then, I mean, especially if it's your team playing, you've got kind of the rest of the day to kind of chill out. Hey, I can get you. You know how that you use that is you know with your your significant other, you can say, you know, I think I'm going to take this Sunday after football, you know, and just do some yard work, do some help around the house a little bit because the game will be over by noon usually.
1: That's a great spin cycle there.
2: Yeah. Get some points, get some brownie points, get some stuff done, and, you know, have a red zone on in your phone or something like that. But for the most part, knock the Colts game out. And then earned some brownie points with the significant other. Nothing wrong with that.
1: Mark Dikton always thinking wrong with that. Outside of the box there. He is Mark Dikton. I'm Kevin Bowen. Again, Josh Molenex on the ones and twos today. Jake Query. Uh tassel in hand. Uh do you flip the tassel or is that a high school thing? I think you still do it. Do you I still think, do it in college? I'm trying to remember. In college
2: has been a while now, but I think they at some point they go, Now graduates, move the tassel from the left to the right. Uh, Jake cap and gown in route to Is he driving in the cap and
1: gown? Everything is changing. I feel like that he that he, that he has to be right. Ours How great would that be? Can you imagine just spraying cologne all over his body, driving up thirty one, and gown. Which of these sixty should I use? Well, the, it's so much fabric. You would think multiple colognes yeah. will get a little mm-hmm. bit of usage. Do you, will Boo be sitting with him at the graduation? I assumed he was
2: going to walk the stage with Boo. Boo in one hand, kind diploma in the other. Maybe Simba Boo. Make as sure you, you, you get on stage, like it's a Simba cam. Throw the hat in the air. Boo will paw at the
1: tassel. <laughs> Plenty of opportunities there. Jake's going to call us around 8.30. Um, this will be the first international game in Frankfurt. Last year, I guess technically Dolphins-Chiefs the week prior. Last year, Mark, they played in Munich. Gotcha. Now they'll be Frankfurt, for those curious. Um, if anyone wants to provide any Germany insight, feel free on what to expect. If anyone's been to Frankfurt, on what to expect there. Mark, I was fortunate to go to London back in 2016. Uh, flew out Thursday night. Red-eyed it uh, Thursday night. Over there. Um, The Colts stayed about 40 minutes outside of Wembley. It was an unbelievable experience. Fortunate to have dinner at the Kensington Palace on Friday. I talked about the Regent Street experience. JMV had his show um, from Trafalgar Square, easy for me to say. Um, And that was a Fun experience. Although, if I'm not mistaken, JMV can touch on this more. I'm pretty sure that the pub closed at like midnight and JMV's show was still going on back here in the oh. States. So they just like pulled the plug on a show? Oh, yeah, on a show, which was a bit awkward. So we're going to have to communicate <laughs> with some people a little bit better over there. I have to um, think
2: that Germany's bars are a little more longer open. I would. I, I would think I, the German people would have the bars open a little later than that.
1: Yeah, that is a strong point on that end. Um, So, we're going to have to get a little bit more insight on a German standpoint from this. Brandon points out, Mark, I will be curious, where does the bye week fall? You know, when I think back to the Colts playing in London, they actually played the week after the bye they ended up playing Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, here yep. at, at Lucas Oil Stadium the week after the bye. So they lost to the Jags over there at Wembley. It was such a cool experience. I, I absolutely loved it. I mean, selfishly, I got to see Wembley and, and just London, and I had never been to Europe. But I thought the fan experience, seeing everybody like in their seats 40 minutes before kickoff, the loudest cheers of the game were for Pat McAfee kicking. Of and course. And just a- every kick that happened in that game. Um, and, the, you know, for the most part, I mean, that was still relatively early in the international game series. Um, But I think this is really fun for for Colts fans and where their bye week falls. uh, You have seen some teams elect to go request the NFL to have the bye week in week 11 right after the international game. You see other teams that just want it a little bit in the middle of the season. Obviously, with a 17 game schedule now, a week 10 game, this is kind of in the middle, a little bit past the halfway point. Um, that will be interesting. And I think the other thing too, Mark, to keep an eye on, um, when will the Colts go over there? I don't know how the Bears have done it when they have gone over there, but some teams have elected to leave you know, right after their Sunday game. So if you play in week nine for the Colts here in the States, you fly out either that night or on Monday. And basically you set up camp over there, and you have a whole week to prepare and try to treat it as normal as possible. Or in the Colts' case back in 2016 – they chose to leave after their Thursday practice here in the states so you have as bout of a normal week as possible the Friday practice is typically a little bit scaled back you land Friday morning you just stay up all day Friday that's how you fight the jet lag and you get adjusted that way
2: I want to say the last time the Bears played an international game was Bears Raiders a few years ago and this is what the uh, this was with um, uh, their previous coaching regime and the uh, they did what the Colts did. They left the Thursday after their practice, and then they did that. And then they, I they lost. So whether or not you you carry that into whether or not they succeed on the on the field or not, but I believe they did the Thursday flight, did the Friday stay up all day, and then they did the, you know, all that where I think the Raiders did the full week there. But obviously, the Raiders had a little bit of a longer
1: career. Yeah, and I feel like with the West Coast teams, Mark, don't they try and like have them play like an East Coast game yeah. the week before that? So you're flying out of New York or something yeah. like that. Yeah, usually. Uh, Josh, did you say we have a caller from a former German resident? I believe current. 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 Oh my, what, wow. Tell me more. Steve? Steve, are you calling from Germany?
4: Nine Guten Tag, meine Freunde data der Radio. They de talk sports. Steve, I thought you were Jake for a second nine uh good morning this is steve my radio friends steve uh, thank you think- for the hat you're
2: welcome
1: i'm actually it was- rocking it today this is mark how do you like the pbr hat i like it very much yeah those are might, the not YouTube-
2: be the- might not be the only appearance of pbr today by the way oh, gee, oh gee. Are-, are we cracking one for jake i think so
1: so steve you have lived in germany is that correct I lived in Germany
4: for seven years while as a member of the U.S. Army, and I couldn't think of a worse location to go for a football game <laughs> than Frankfurt, Germany. Well, tell us in, more. In November, you're, it's typically overcast, cold, damp, rainy. Gets dark early, sun comes up late, and when I lived in Germany, nobody ever said, "Oh, let's go to the Frankfurt for the weekend." Everybody said. Oh, let's go to wine country or the Black Forest or Munich. Nobody ever said, let's go to Frankfurt for the weekend. So I'm not a big fan of going to Frankfurt for a game for Germany. In fact, I'm going on vacation in Germany in November to visit Chris Kindle Market. You're not even there for Chris Kindle Market season.
1: Steve, would you compare it to any American city? Um, Frankfurt
4: is much like going to New York with the weather of Calgary.
1: Okay, going to mm. New York, which I think is a is a win. The weather of Calgary, though, doesn't seem like a win. This will be a 2.30 p.m. kickoff local time. I don't know if that matters at all. Have you been to the stadium at all, Steve? No, the stadium's new. Okay. Hmm. Do we know who plays there? Is it a soccer team, obviously?
4: Probably a soccer team.
1: Am I Am I pronouncing that right?
4: You know, I, I, w- I would have to look at it, but, uh, you know, not a big win. To g- if they were going to Munich, holy smokes, what a good time that would be. But Frankfurt.
1: How if, far is Munich from Frankfurt?
4: Munich would be, uh, Munich is about uh, 400 kilometers. Oh, but the best way to make get us to us do Munich, math.
1: Jake's not that, here.
4: That would be 200, and, about 240 miles. Because you're going to have to do everything in the metric system as well
1: yeah, that's a good point. Um, what would be a flight or would we like Detroit straight over? I feel like Detroit's a popular international hub. Obviously Chicago, New York speaks for speak for itself, but you know, would you fly like O'Hare or Detroit straight into Frankfurt?
4: You would typically go if when I go to Germany in the past, I would go Indianapolis to an East Coast airport. And then, like Dulles or Newark, got it. And then, and then fly to Germany because then it breaks up the flight. Because going from uh, Dulles to New York, that is about a five-hour flight. Otherwise, if you go from Chicago, it's an eight-hour nonstop flight, and you'll probably find yourself in the middle seat.
1: Oh, that uh, would not be ideal.
2: No, it's not.
1: Steve, would, are you? Is your like displeasure about this more mostly weather-based, or you're not a fan of the city necessarily either?
4: Not a fan of the city so much. Frankfurt, mostly Frankfurt for me, was that's where I would go to fly out, and that's where I would go to fly in.
2: How long do the bars normally stay open in in Germany?
4: The bars stay open pretty late, and the beer is inexpensive, and it's typically pretty good beer. So that's a plus.
1: So JMV's not getting unplugged. But we are missing Oktoberfest, aren't we, Steve?
4: Yes, Oktoberfest goes in uh, Munich from the... Third weekend in September to the first weekend in October.
1: First weekend in – say that again? Third weekend of September, first weekend of October? That's right. Okay. All right. Well, Steve, thanks for the call, and thank you for the hat. And, um, boy, let's just hope the Colts play better football than your opinion of Frankfurt, I guess. (laughs) Oh, boy.
2: Well, That was Steve right there. A little rain on the parade, the rain on the graduation day. Do Do you like the hat? I do like that. I like that like a lot. A I nice looks,
1: PBR logo. I wore this in honor of Jake clean. Today.
2: Very clean. Now you got somebody gave that to you, or you? Steve. Steve did they Steve? give you that one? Okay. Steve.
1: Steve mailed it
2: in. I'm now. rocking the shirt that who gave us this one? I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, name.
1: Matt gave us that Anthony. Yeah. That, uh, yeah.
2: Pull that. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. I'll stand up. Stand yeah. up
1: a little bit so the YouTube camera can so get it. It says
2: "Chomp, Chomp, Chomp" on the front, and then on the back is the Anthony Richardson Five.
1: Well, Anthony Richardson shirt there from Matt. Yeah. So thank you I very much. I mean, I got lunch the other day and uh, great shirts. Matthew Uh, sent us L.L. Bean hats.
2: We got Bucky's nuggets yesterday. It was a good gift day, and we do appreciate everybody that does send that stuff because not only is it going to take time and effort, but also money. People are spending their hard-earned money giving us gifts,
1: so very much appreciated from all three of us. Certainly. Thank you on that end. uh, Jeremy points out, boy, that description sounds like the Colts are going to be playing weather in Foxboro. Sure does. So I guess it doesn't sound all that different there but again i think this is an awesome experience even if not necessarily you know as a colts fan you are wanting to go on this trip or you have the means to go on this trip you avoid Foxboro. yeah so sign me up for
2: it flights don't seem overly cheap from what i'm looking i'm just doing a quick search doesn't sound like the uh, cheapest of flights
1: yeah, and I am sh- I'm sure there'll be some sort of fan package. I know we you know, did something with Bullseye Event Group here. I'm sure they'll um, be all over it. At the station, so we'll certainly keep you posted on that. Uh, some breaking news early on this Wednesday morning as the Colts are going to head overseas coming up in November. It's November 12th, 9.30 a.m. back here in the States. They will be playing in Frankfurt, Germany. Josh, are, do we know anything about this stadium? Did in it- truck?
3: it is new it says july 2020 okay that is very new it looks nice it looks very <laughs> it looks very soccer do we have a
1: capacity or anything 37000
2: oh really wow that's mm-hmm. small that is
1: super small Yep.
2: wow i'm surprised uh, they're actually going there though yeah.
3: renovations after renovations 515 sorry
2: 51.5? one five. Okay. okay. That's still, that's, that's, that's still way under the yeah. lowest I mean, NFL. Correct me if
1: I'm wrong. Yeah, I I would agree, Mark. That's gotta be the lowest of any NFL stadium. Um fifty one thousand. Wow, that's like a smallish college stadium. Yeah. Like maybe Division
2: Two or something. Yeah, that's really tiny.
1: Okay, yeah, I am seeing this now. Yeah, fifty one fifty, like you said there. Uh, but it'll host back to back weeks there.
2: Well, it also says on its thing it says 5150 but it also says american football 48000
1: okay so maybe a little bit less than that yeah so that is okay so 48000 from an american football standpoint i'm seeing here that germany's national team plays there soccer um it's going to play a host it to a uefa euro cup game here in 2024 um hmm interesting
2: that is an interesting choice. If that stadium is as small as it says, that's that's an odd choice, that the NFL usually likes to go to Wembley that can hold a lot large yeah, and again, la- concerts and everything. You know last
1: year it was in Munich. Mm-hmm. is is the game that they played overseas. So, um, we will chat more about the Colts schedule and we'll chat more about last night. Again, it was a night for the big guys and we could be looking at a Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Potentially an NBA Finals here. Both of those teams go up 3-2. Neither game very competitive in the fourth quarter. I did like it. you guys catch the video of Jokic and Matt Ishbia before the game?
2: Yeah. I did saw a little dab and here's the ball. Yeah. Don't, don't take it from me next time. It was right. nice
1: to see. that was a nice moment by both parties involved. Tonight, it'll be the Lakers going for the 4-1 series win. How about the Lakers being a 7.5-point underdog tonight <sighs> against the Warriors? Again, back in Golden State. But that was interesting to me. And the Heat trying to clinch their series in Madison Square Garden. The Heat are up 3-1. They are a three-and-a-half point underdog.
2: I think everybody feels that this the Warriors, obviously, they have to get this game. And they're going to give, you know... Their best effort, whereas the Lakers can kind of take their foot off the gas if they need to for this game and kind of reset for Game Six. So we'll see what happens there. But that point spread is still pretty large for the Warriors and Lakers. That's been a fun series. All all the playoff series. have been Yeah, pretty I think fun, it's I think. been
1: great. And, and you know, again, Mark, this little. When you've seen, and I know Giannis doesn't necessarily qualify, but with Jokic and Embiid especially, the question has been, when will those teams make this type of run? I know the Nuggets got on one in the bubble, but Mm -hmm. like we haven't seen it with Philly especially. And now here they are on the brink of going to the conference finals. If you're Philadelphia, Mark, if and when you win this series, you've got home court the rest of the way. Oh, yeah. Them as the three seed had a better record than the Nuggets. So all of a sudden, Philadelphia looks at it no matter who you play, Miami or New York, and then whoever comes out of the West, they could have home court throughout. So um, we're reaching uh, potentially the final four coming up here in the NBA playoffs. Good Wednesday morning to you. Again, it is gorgeous for Jake Quarry walking. I don't, we'll have to get confirmation from him if he did indeed go for breakfast at the hip hugger this morning before graduation. So he's going to join us coming up at 8.30. Steven Holder will chat about the Colts heading over to Germany with us at eight o'clock. And Joey Molinaro at nine. Kevin Bowen, Mark Dykedon, Josh Molinex here on Kevin and 93.5, 107.5. All right, Colts fans, get your passport ready. The breaking news to lead off today's show. The Colts are heading to Frankfurt, Germany to play the New England Patriots coming up on November 12th this season. It'll be a 9.30 a.m. Eastern kickoff here back in the States. NFL Network. Mark, you've been busy looking into this stadium. Uh, Quite the small venue, right, in Frankfurt? Yes. So the
2: smallest NFL venue is currently Soldier Field, which houses 61,500 fans per game. Probably smart
1: considering the product.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully when they move to Arlington Heights, it'll be a little bigger. But then, so then this stadium that the Colts and Patriots are going to play at, it says the American football crowd maxes out at 48,000. That is. Really small, for yeah. I
1: mean, game. you're talking college football you're, stadium, you're talking
2: like Chargers in the MLS stadium. When Josh, look up how big Wake Ross State Aid
1: stadium. stadium is. Like, I, I have a feeling that's like middle tier, Big Ten, maybe lower tier, like Big Ten yeah. size.
3: I also looked up the, the smallest stadium. Power Five stadiums, yeah. Wake Forest 31 5. Oh, gosh, I remember that. Um, Notre Dame played Duke, there a few years ago, Duke 33 9. So it's we're kind of looking mid-30,000 mid, three, mid 30, for the smallest power five.
1: Interesting hmm. on that end. Again, 9.30 a.m. kickoff. It's a Sunday, November 12th. We'll get the full schedule tomorrow night. Uh, there will be a game in Frankfurt the week before the Colts. It'll be Dolphins-Chiefs. So if you're thinking crazy, you could combine maybe both of those games, go over there. We don't know yet where the Colts' bye week will fall. Uh, in summary, the Colts are not playing in Foxborough. And that's a win. ross that eight is a is win. 65. 65, wow. Wow. Jeez. Uh, I would not have guessed it's that big. Uh, so this is a Patriots home game. The Colts obviously went international at Wembley in London in 2016. Um, they'll do it again here in 2023. One of five international games that the NFL has announced today.
2: NBA playoffs yesterday was the uh, night of the big men. The Philadelphia 76ers take a 3-2 series lead over the Boston Celtics 115-103. Joel Embiid 33 points, 4 blocks and uh 3 assists and 7 rebounds. Tyrese Maxey 30 points and of course James Harden 17 as well. Again, uh, Sixers take a 3-2 series lead over the Celtics. And then the Nug- Nuggets and the Joker, 29 points, 13 assists or 13 rebounds, 12 assists for the Joker. Kevin Durant, 26 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. Nuggets top the Suns, 118-102. No shoving between (laughs) Jokic and Ishbia, but the Denver Nuggets take a 3-2 series lead in that one. And then tonight we've got the Heat and Knicks. We've got uh, game five of that one. That one tips off at 7.30 on TNT in New York. And then 10 o'clock, the night tip of the Lakers-Warriors. That's game five as well. Must win for the Warriors and for the Knicks to keep the series going. That one tips off at 10 p.m.
1: We'll see about Chris Paul for Game Six. Uh, you know, hasn't played lately. Yeah. You know, season on the line here for the Suns. We'll see about that as that series shifts back to Phoenix. Uh, yesterday on the Diamond, boy, what a great day for myself. The Reds win and the Cubs lose. Yeah, well,
2: and and the Cubs are losing to the Cardinals of all teams. The Cardinals that can't get out of their own way and yet they're still dominating the Cubs. Not great there. Cardinals top the Cubs six to four. I'm trying to check our standings real quick. Uh the Marlins beat the Diamondbacks six to two. Your A's, I'm assuming, I mean, they lost. Just stink, Marlins. Ten to five to the Just Yankees. Stink, and uh, Jake is building his gap between us. Uh, Orioles top the Rays four to two.
1: Very so. nice of the Orioles to deliver for Jake on graduation. Of course, Eve. yeah, yeah, very nice there. Um, don't look now, Mark, but the Reds are two games back of
2: the Cubs. I know, I know. The Red, the Cubs are kind of finding their level all of a sudden. So Uh, ideal.
1: Indians five game win streak came to a close. All right. When we come back here on Kevin Aquarius, we'll get more into the schedule as well. Talk about the Colts obviously playing in Germany, uh, but a look at the schedule, you know, when you obviously I'll preface this, Mark, it's on paper. And at this time last year, I'd never thought the NFC East would look like it did at the end of last season. But if you look at it on paper, this is like not daunting. And there's not a lot of marquee quarterbacks coming to Lucas Oil Stadium either on the schedule, which isn't great, I think, from a home experience standpoint. Uh, last year, of course, you had Justin Herbert, you had Patrick Mahomes, you had Jalen Hurts. A slightly different feel to this year's uh, quarterback slight at Lucas Oil Stadium. So we'll do that. Again, Stephen Holder coming up at 8. Jake's going to call in at 8.30 as he is en route to graduation. Kevin Bowen, Mark Dykten, Josh Mullinex here on Kevin and Query, The Fan.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
2: Yes! This is what I'm talking about. How
1: beautiful is this? I could listen to this all day. Just terrific work by Josh Mullinex bringing us back here you imagine getting in your car and like hearing this and, and have no idea what the reference is for? Coming up on the nines with the weather, <laughs> the traffic. Uh, your, your impersonation is going to be so much better than Jake's. I can already <laughs> feel it. Uh, for those unfamiliar, the Colts are playing in Germany coming up this year. That will be November 12th against the New England Patriots. Again, just the fact that the Colts don't have to play in Foxborough is an absolute win for Colts fans and certainly the team, and probably Anthony Richardson, if you're going to be totally honest. It does sound sound like the weather is going to be kind of similar, though. Yeah, Steve called in earlier. Steve was um, serving in the military over in Germany for seven years, so certainly thank you for his service, but uh, said that consider it New York City-like. That's how he compared Frankfurt as a city, Mm -hmm. but then compared it to Calgary weather in November, So, it might be like Foxborough, I guess, yeah. from a weather standpoint. I thought this was really interesting from Neil. Um, Neil mentioned that um, Frankfurt is home of the European Central Bank. Mm-hmm. It's a major financial center. So, having a presence there makes financial sense for the NFL beyond ticket sales. And, Mark, you, you, you brought up earlier, I mean, how many people are at this stadium? 48,000 for the American football crowd, it says. You know, that is... I forget how big Wembley was when the Colts went over there in 2016. I felt like Wembley was north of 90. Maybe yeah. it was in the 80s. It was a uh, big, it, it, big stadium. Yeah. Um, obviously, this, you know, it's a great point by Neil on why the NFL would want to be there. They were in Munich last year for the game between the Bucks and the Seahawks. That was the first ever regular season game in Germany. This year, it'll be Dolphins-Chiefs in Week 9, and then the immediate Sunday following that, it'll be Colts and Patriots. Again, it's a New England home game Um, with that. uh, Wembley Stadium tops out at 90000 and that's
2: for soccer and for American football. Can't believe how big it was.
1: Uh, Doug says this. Doug goes, we're fired up. We're hosting a German exchange student, and I took her to the Colts-Chiefs game. She got to talk to Bernard Ryman in German before the game. I'm sure her and her dad will try to go. You know, Mark, when you think about the Colts' roster, obviously Bjorn Werner, a German product, you know, 2013 first-round pick, but currently you do have Bernard Ryman. and If you look on a map, Austria, the home of Ryman, a little bit southeast of Germany. Um, the Colts also have a German on their roster right now, Marcel Dabo. Hmm. Um, for those unfamiliar with Dabo's story, the NFL in the last few years has adopted a thing where they place one international player on a team and they rotate how that works. So last year it was the AFC South and I'm just going to assume it was the NFC South. They pick two divisions each year. They put an international player on your roster. That player does not count against your roster. And you get a little bit over a year exemption. If you look at the Colts roster right now, it's actually at 91 players, even though 90 is the limit. Uh, The 91st player would be Dabo. He's that international exemption mm-hmm. this is his second season now with the Colts so we'll see if he makes it you know to November 12th from a roster standpoint or how that will exactly work but uh, boy if you're Bernard Ryman how are you feeling about this I'll be back
2: isn't that what he said I'm sure that's what he's saying to his family I was hoping you'd pause a little bit longer no sorry I'm Bernard Ryman and I'll be back
1: <laughs> 9 30 a.m. Eastern that'll kick on NFL Network I like it. I do too. I think that's always fun to have an international game. Like you're
2: glad it. You're also happy it's it's not taking away from like a Lucas Oil Stadium right home Again, game. This is Foxborough's home game. Right. So not too bad. And it's a Patriots game. It, it hopefully. Boy, I mean, we're talking about when Anthony Richardson is going to get trotted out there. What are, what
1: what's Max Mac Jones's uh, expiration date? Well, that's a good point. And I'd assume Mark, there will be a lot of Patriots fans there. Oh yeah. I, I would just you know I've have had random kind of international Colts fans reach out to me in listening to the show, listening to the podcast, and I'm always curious. I'm like, how did you become a Colts fan? And they were like, I, I've had several say, oh, I watched the 2012 draft, and I was really into Andrew Luck getting picked one overall. Obviously, New England is one at right. a historic rate, so you would think there would be a good amount of Patriot fans over there for that.
2: Yeah, I mean... Quite, I mean, obviously, with the Patriots dynasty being what it was, you wouldn't be surprised. Like, hey, we know who Tom Brady is. We like that team, or something like that. That's usually how that goes with the international crowd. Is they're they're more familiar with the teams that win a lot more than teams that don't.
1: Yeah, some fair weather, right?
2: Yeah, you'd say that. So.
1: Uh, looks like Frankfurt a little bit more in the central location of Germany, whereas Munich a little bit more southern um, part of the state. So, uh, definitely a, a long state country. <laughs> Kevin, educate Boy, and entertain. There goes any chance I have of going over there for that game. <laughs> the state of Germany. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, Frankfurt, the first time they will host after Munich last year. Um, again, we will get a schedule announcement, full schedule announcement tomorrow. We'll see where the bye week falls. You mentioned this earlier in the show, when the Colts played over in London in 2016, they did not have their bye week in the, in the week following that. They actually played uh, the Bears here at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, right after.
2: Colts had the latest bye week last year, right?
1: Week 14, wasn't that right? Boy, it's a great point. If I'm not mistaken, Mark, I want to say it's two years in a row they've had the latest bye week in December. Um, Do you think the selection of Anthony Richardson pushed the Colts into this international slot? It can't hurt. I mean, it can't hurt at all, but... Like, if they would have gone... I don't know. a, a, A trade back and taken Paris Johnson out of Ohio State.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if you're getting too many more like eyebrow raises. Like, oh, maybe one. You don't think the, the mustache Gardner Minshew would have? I don't know. I would, don't think so.
1: Would have worked over well, that?
2: Well, I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's played a lot of international games, hasn't he? With the Jaguars? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he might have quite the following over he's
1: there. very familiar with that. Stephen Holder's going to join us in about 10 uh, to talk more about this. Uh, Jake Query going to call in, uh, heading up to his graduation now, coming up at 8.30. So, looking forward to chatting with Jake. I don't know if I'm looking forward to the accent, though.
2: Oh god, yeah, we're gonna have to get his thoughts on that and you know he's gonna be like, Oh, here's my time to shine. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But
1: you I imagine how mad he is, he's not in studio right now.
2: I know. We'll probably have a, a beverage to hopefully distract us.
1: So yeah, you were hinting at that earlier. You you brought in a
2: PBR. Well, I thought I thought what better way to celebrate Jake on his big day than to bring some PBR. So I stopped right. at the liquor store yesterday, bought a six pack. And I figured we'll crack one open in his honor when he's on with us. We'll toast to Jake.
1: Josh, welcome to the peer pressure of Kevin and Quarry when Mark Dykton and I yeah. are uh are co-hosting together. Eight thirty beers. Dr- drinking PBR
3: was on my bingo card for this morning. Perfect. Yes. 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 Uh with Fun. shirt
1: off and longs donuts on there as well. Oh, absolutely. Shirt is sure staying
2: on. We'll hopefully.
1: see. We'll see if we can get to uh that at some point here before ten o'clock. Mark, I mentioned this earlier. I think the schedule is incredibly for the Colts I, I I guess if I throw a word out there I, I The caveat of it's on paper Needs to be said But I was looking at things Yesterday The Colts Play two of their 17 games this year Against teams who won Double digit games last year Two of their 17 Twelve of their 17 games are against Teams that finished last season under 500, let me read off the quarterbacks that will be playing at Lucas Oil Stadium this season, okay? Okay. So obviously you have your divisional quarterbacks, so let's just throw out C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, Mm -hmm. slash Will Levis. Levis. Uh, Your other home game quarterbacks you're going to have here Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, You're going to have Desmond Ritter. Excuse me, that is that is a road game, not not Ritter. Deshaun Watson, Kenny Pickett, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo. So you have your three division quarterbacks, and then you're going to have Watson, Pickett, Carr, Mayfield, and Stafford. Yeah, it's not... It's That's not, not Mahomes, Herbert, and Jalen Hurts no, like
2: you yeah, had last No, year. it's not must-see. Like, I got to get to that game and see so-and-so throw the ball. No, not really. I mean, Derek Carr and Deshaun Watson probably headline.
1: I mean, that who's group. your best quarterback you play at home? Is it Lawrence? Is it Watson? Is it Carr? I mean,
2: I would. Is it Stafford? My default answer a couple years ago would be Watson, but he's missed so much time and he didn't look that great last year that I almost want to say Derek Carr. Trevor Lawrence, he could very well easily be at the top of that list in the very near future. He showed pretty good flashes last year, but as far as a resume, you'd look at Derek Carr. It's not going to be Kyle Trask, I can tell you that much, or whoever they're trotting out in uh, in Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, you know, an interesting note about that, like Trask and some of the young quarterbacks, Mark, if you look at the schedule, and this is obviously dependent on when does C.J. Stroud take over in Houston? When does Will Levis take over in Tennessee? Bryce Young in Carolina. The Colts do play at Carolina against Frank Reich and Bryce Young. They could have a schedule where five of their 17 games are against rookie quarterbacks. And if you take that a step further and you throw Desmond Ritter on there at Atlanta, mm-hmm. and you throw Kenny Pickett on there in a game with the Steelers here at home, you could have seven of your 17 games, so nearly half your schedule, against quarterbacks that are first- or second-year guys. So, I, Depending. I don't want people to read like too much into this, Mark. I'm simply just trying to like lay out... How the schedule does not look on paper, very quarterback centric. It it if you look at last year's records, I think it's the fourth easiest schedule of any. I'm not saying the Colts are gonna go win ten games, but what I'm saying is, again, on paper, it's pretty tame.
2: Very tame. Yeah. I mean you're the marquee names of quarterbacks you're gonna see are gonna be on the road, and it's Joe Burrow and the and Lamar
1: Jackson. Right. That's it. I mean And those are the only double digit win teams from last right. year. Right. That's it. They have not faced Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase yet in the NFL, so that will be uh, kind of a fun storyline for Colts fans in that one. I know a lot of Colts fans like to go down to Cincinnati for that game. Again, the Colts are going to play the AFC North, NFC South. The extra game this year, uh, two years ago, the NFL added that 17th game, the first time the Colts played the Bucks at home. That was a great game when they beat um, they beat Brady and the Bucks, right, didn't they? I believe so, yeah. I think they did. Um, and then last year... Unfortunately, uh, it was at Minnesota, that historic loss up there. This year, the extra 17th game is a home game versus the Rams, uh, finished in the same spot, third in the NFC West as the Rams. And as we talked about at the start of the show, the reason why the Colts are playing the Patriots this season is because you play two AFC games every year. Against teams that also finish in the same slot as you in the division. So that will be the Raiders out of the AFC West. That will be a home game.
2: That's quickly becoming the Colts Patriots of the of this generation because they play every single year, it seems like.
1: Slightly less magnitude. The NFL can't get enough of Colts uh-huh, Raiders. Yeah. Slightly less magnitude on that and and then uh Colts and Patriots both finish third in their respective divisions. Uh honestly, Mark, before the the Frankfurt announcement <laughs> earlier today. The Colts' longest road trip of the year was going to be to Houston. They have no games in the mountain or Pacific time zones. Well,
2: that's nice for from a viewing aspect, too. You're not having to jump. You're like, oh, it's a late late start this week or it's a night game or whatever like that. So that's not bad. But yeah, now you're now you're going to be really racking up the frequent flyer miles when you head to Frankfurt, Germany in October. So Or November, I should say.
1: Yeah, we miss out on Oktoberfest. I know, that's disappointing. I was looking forward to that. Are you all in on the Black Friday game? I am actually because I feel like, and it's an afternoon kick. Is that correct?
2: I, I I think that's right because the NFL's usually tried to steer away from like impeding on Friday Night Lights, like the high school football slate, and that's gonna be right in the middle of like state championships and everything point. like that.
1: That's a great point. Yeah, because we we have three games here locally on that Friday.
2: Yeah, so usually I, start at what noon or one. Or yeah, like so I think I, originally when I first heard that, I'm like, oh okay, it's gonna be a night game, but I'm assuming it's gonna be afternoon game, and it's amazon prime correct i think that is the tie-in there would be uh, the black friday hey do your shopping on amazon Mm and hey while you're here watch a football game
1: get some k cups
2: yeah i'm I'm fine with that one so that'll be interesting because you'll get the triple header on thanksgiving then you'll get the afternoon game on black friday and then you'll have the rest of the slate on
1: sunday and then the monday game a thursday night games no longer required for every nfl team And you could have multiple Thursday night games. Mark, I guess I'll pose the same question to you that I did about Anthony Richardson overseas. Do you think the potential of a Richardson slots the Colts into a Thursday night game? Because to me, a potential Richardson versus one of those rookie QBs we mentioned, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, that's a Thursday night headline I can get behind. Obviously, you run the risk of banking that those two rookie quarterbacks are starting.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that that raises the... The uh, potential of the Colts getting more primetime games, and definitely the local, the national interest with Anthony Richardson over, you know, a skill position guy or something like that. By the way, we have another game that has been released: a New Year's Eve game, Week Seventeen. It's a big one, folks. Ooh. Bengals at Chiefs, four twenty five on CBS.
1: AFC Championship rematch. Mm-hmm. So that, say that again: New Year's Eve at four twenty five.
2: Yep. Okay. So New Year's Eve four twenty five on CBS. Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. I'm currently Week seventeen. Not bad at all.
1: Currently mapping Munich to Frankfurt. I know we talked to Steve earlier about it. What do you say? 400 kilometers. Yeah, she something was like spot that. Spot on with that. 393. Uh, f- it says four hour and 26 minute drive. Oh, okay. From Munich to Frankfurt.
2: I mean, that's that not way. terrible. No. Do they have those like bullet trains or whatever you can take to, or is that?
1: Boy, that's a great question. Maybe take one of those. Have you? I've never had any desire to go to Germany. Have you?
2: I would like to go. I mean, I haven't been international ever outside of, I mean, I've done Canada and I've done Mexico, but I've never been on a different continent before. So I'd like to do that at some point.
1: Terry's saying that the Colts lost on a strip sack of Carson Wentz. Yeah. That now sounds that, about right. Now that Terry says that, that's pretty on brand. Yeah, that's that's right on par.
2: But we'll get more into that. We've got Stephen Holder of ESPN joining us shortly. Jake Query on his graduation day. will join at eight thirty. And Joey Molinaro from the IMS will join us at nine o'clock. We're we gonna get tears from Jake. I don't know. I think he's gonna keep it together. I want to know what the uh, after graduation, the post graduation party plans are. Yeah. Kegger.
1: Pizza party? What are we doing? Ch- Going to Chuck E. Cheese? Chuck E. Cheese and the hip hugger. Yeah, I think that's on the agenda today for Jake Query. Uh, yes, 2021 3831. The Bucks beat the Colts. That was a great game, but um, thank you, Terry, for that. All right, Stephen Holder joins us next. Kevin. And-
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
1: All right, dust off the passport.
2: Well played with that rejoiner, by the way. Colts-Patriots uh-huh. right there. Well done, Josh. That
1: was very good. I didn't even catch that. Uh, yeah, we were also reminding people that, yes, Jay Corey will call in coming up at 8.30 as he is heading north right now on US 31 to his graduation. Our next guest joins us every Wednesday at 8 a.m. On, on this Wednesday, we've got a little bit of breaking news to chat about. That is the Colts playing in Germany coming up in November, November 12th. 9:30 uh, game against the New England Patriots. That is a Patriots home game, so the Colts will not forego one of their nine home games this season with the extra 17th game. Uh, Stephen Holder, do you think this is a uh, little Anthony Richardson pushing the Colts into an international slot?
5: Hey, I, I guess it doesn't hurt. Uh, I think quarterbacks are are what sells in this league, so. I will say this, I don't know when Anthony Richardson's going to start, but I bet it's before November 12th.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. And also I feel like any game not in Foxborough is a win for Colts fans and probably True. a rookie quarterback. Mark, you also wanted to point out uh, someone in the YouTube chat said it could be a beneficial trip for the owner.
2: Oh, yeah. Ross in the chat with probably the comment of the day said, uh, well, now that the game in Germany, Jim Irsay can finally see where how sausage is made.
1: Hmm.
5: Well, see, everybody wins. Yeah. I love this. Everybody wins. It's also my birthday on November twelfth. So, Look at this! Hey, yeah, but hey, whatever. I mean, uh, so for my birthday,
2: I get to work,
1: well, and then we can, <laughs> we slam, can slam some play. back at at a local beer garden.
2: Yeah, yeah, they Okay, I like it. I like it. Have you been to Germany before, Stephen? I have
5: not. I actually, it's funny. Uh, we were in Paris a few years ago, and we were trying to make it to Germany and just kind of ran out of time and just didn't happen. So, hey, you know, it was, uh, it was not necessarily bucket list, but it was on the list. So,
1: we'll see. You know, Stephen, when we went over there in 2016 for the game in London, I, I thought it was a really cool experience. Um, it, it really it, was. Yeah, and, and, you know, Regent Street, the FanFest event was awesome there. And I get that that was seven years ago, but I think Frankfurt will have more of that appeal because, yes, they're going to have a Dolphins-Chiefs game the week prior. But this is the first time that Frankfurt has held NFL games. Last year, the game between the Bucks and the Seahawks was in Munich. So, I think it's going to be a cool experience. Plus, you know, I mean, the Colts have a starting player from Austria in Bernard Ryman. Like, I, it yeah. kind of checks some of the boxes that I think will have some appeal around the game too.
5: I, I think you're exactly right. I, I'll say this: if you've never been to an international game, and most people haven't, of course. I've been to a couple. I first went in 2009 to London uh, for my very first time covering a game abroad. And I, let me tell you, it's a big deal. It, it may not, you know, be over here because it's just you know two kind of random teams, maybe. But when you go over there, it feels different. It does not feel like an NFL game in uh, in the United States at all. It, you can feel like it's a big deal to the people there. It matters over there. I remember walking around London. And, you know, you just meet people in bars or wherever and, you know, you get to talking and when they find out why you're there, uh, you, you end up meeting a lot of NFL fans from all over the continent. It's very interesting. I met a guy from Denmark, just a random dude from Denmark, and he this dude could rattle off everybody in the NFL and he was not American, you know, and, and it was really interesting. I don't think that's typical in Europe, but... I remember you you talked about 2016 with the Colts, Kevin. You remember they had the big pep rally in downtown London. I mean, there were thousands of people at this thing. It feels like a big event. It's almost like a mini Super Bowl week, and it's a really cool thing if you ever get a chance to be a part of it.
2: ESPN Colts reporter Stephen Holder joining us on the Payless Lakers Hotline. Stephen, you just said uh, it didn't feel like an NFL game. This game probably won't feel like an NFL game due to the capacity. I don't know if you've seen, but this Germany Germany Stadium capacity for an American football game is just forty eight thousand. So you might be have a pretty cozy uh, crew with you when you when you head out there for the game.
5: Yeah, that that will be interesting, and it'll be interesting as well to see, you know, kind of what what the fan reaction is and, and what their you know, what what emotions they have because, you know, we have seen or we have been exposed largely to the Jacksonville games in London. Well, they know the Jaguars there, and they have actually created a little bit of a fan base, which was always the goal. So, you know, they have kind of a natural built-in following there. This is just two very random teams. I mean, I, I did cover uh, Bucks patriots in, in London in 2009, but you had Tom Brady in that game. And the fans knew Tom Brady, I don't know how this is going to work. It'll be very interesting to see what their allegiances are and, and what you know what their rooting interest is, especially as you said, in a stadium that's kind of intimate. So I'm very curious how this works out, but it'll be, they'll be into the game. I'm, I have no doubt it'll just be interesting to see you know how and, and who they root for.
1: Yeah, it'll easily be the smallest NFL game that I've seen just from a you know, yeah. crowd standpoint, non, non-COVID non years, of course. Again, Stephen Holder from ESPN is with us here on the Payload Stickers Hotline. Stephen, shifting gears, um, you know, Anthony Richardson, we saw him at rookie minicamp this past week and I wanted to go back to because you had great intel on Richardson throughout the draft process w- would you say that the teams that most likely would have had Richardson interest have the Colts not taken them at four would you say that would have been Seattle and Tennessee
5: I think those are two that I'm aware of there could be others you know and Chris Ballard mentioned this um you know, you're always worried about a team quote laying in the wo- laying in the in the woods, uh, weeds. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there were others, but I do know that the Seahawks definitely had expressed interest on numerous occasions and had and had been doing a lot of work on Anthony Richardson. And in fact, Anthony Richardson mentioned that he really hit it off with Pete Carroll when they met. In particular, it was, you know one of the few specific coaches that he meant that he that he mentioned that he had a rapport with so that was interesting uh, the other thing is uh, with Tennessee I was told that that they definitely have had an eye on addressing their quarterback situation new GM he comes from uh, I, I think I've outlined this before on this show he comes from the San Francisco 49ers Rand Carthon who the 49ers have been very aggressive in the trade markets, both in the draft and otherwise. So he had had definitely had examples that he could follow there. Some of those trades worked, some didn't, but the point is, he was not shy. It came from a team that was not shy about trading. So I thought the Tennessee Titans were were definitely in the quarterback market. I think that proved to be true, frankly. So they they got Will Levis. So, yes, long answer, but I, I do kind of agree those are the two known teams. There were other teams that were kind of Interested in quarterbacks, but those were the two that I thought were in range to actually make it happen.
2: Speaking of Anthony Richardson, Stephen, you got to look at him at Colts rookie minicamp last weekend. What were your biggest takeaways from what you saw from Anthony Richardson, and overall uh, biggest takeaways from rookie minicamp?
5: So I I tell people like this, you know, rookie minicamp is it's like you you put everybody in a box. Um, and shake it up like a raffle. You know what I mean? Like you put all the tickets in the box and you, ra- you shake it up and you pick one out. It's kind of what it is, right? You have all these guys who don't know each other, never played together. They barely know each other's names. And then you say, all right, hey, go out there and make magic, <laughs> which is frankly impossible. So it's not set up for anybody to really look very good. So my take on this is when you're out there, if you're a high draft pick and you're supposed to be one of the best players on the field, then it should be obvious. And I think there were times where it was really obvious, all right, that guy's a guy. You know, you get these quarterbacks at rookie minicamp who are just kind of either tryout quarterbacks or rookie free agents, and they often look like it. And then there's Anthony Richardson. The contrast was, like, massive, right? So it's kind of interesting. I thought him and Josh Downs in particular, if you went out there with no jerseys and no numbers and and you didn't know who was who, it wouldn't have been hard to tell – who you wanted on your team? So that's the first thing. The second thing is, I think it's just a matter of, you know, just looking the part and and looking like you're in control. It doesn't have the deer in the headlights look. Not that you should at rookie rookie minicamp, but I don't think this guy's really going to be phased by things in that regard, and that's a good sign because it, it only gets harder, right? He's going to have OTAs here in a couple of weeks. He's going to be under fire from the veterans. And and actually, you know, dealing with real, real situations that that he'll see during the season. So, uh, yeah, I think he, I think he looked fine. I think he looked like he's he's going to acclimate uh, just fine, and made some really impressive throws. He missed some. I think trying to be a little too much of a perfectionist. But uh, when he goes out there and he lets it rip, uh, he looks like the real deal.
1: Stephen Holder's with us again, ESPN on the uh, Payless Liquors Hotline. Stephen, what do you think the Colts? Need to see or hoping to see from Anthony Richardson between now and September first to say, "All right, kid, here you go, keys to the franchise in Week One."
5: Yeah, I think a couple things. It, it's not really just one thing, but it's a couple things. Number one, he can he handle the protections, and does he know? Uh, does he know what he's got to do in that regard? And he because did that at that Florida, is- correct? Yeah, I, th- that was something that we talked about. And, and he he did, I think Shane Steichen said that he did have a fair amount of freedom at the line of scrimmage. Um, and, and frankly, even though in college the, the coaches really do control a lot of what the quarterbacks do, they can't control protections. They really can't because that is something that you have to react to in real time right then and there at the line of scrimmage. By the time you, you don't have to. Time to get those signals from the sidelines. So, so quarterbacks who are who are, who are playing uh, in in a conference like the SEC and the kinds of the pass rushers you see there, they should be able to handle that, or at least understand the nuances of it. It gets harder, obviously, at this level, but they should they should have some understanding of that. So we'll see. He seems like a smart guy. I'm not terribly worried about that. But that's a big thing. The other thing is just you know having a, a command. Of of the huddle, I don't worry about this either with Anthony Richardson. But you can't be tiptoeing into the huddle. You got to walk in there and you got to spit out that play call, which is going to be a lot longer than it was in college. And you got to know the verbiage and have command of it, and and know what your what your alternatives are, your hot reads, etc. I mean, that that goes to knowing the playbook, frankly. But but those are the the small things. It's it's the things that happen on the fly. Can he handle them? The things that the coach can't help you with. Those are the things that he has to have at least some level of mastery with. And if he does, I think his his unique skill set really tips the scale for me in terms of whether you play him or not. If he's got that stuff down at a respectable level, I, I think you have to really consider putting him out there.
2: Obviously Anthony Richardson gonna be the headline for the Colts the majority of the off season. Uh Outside of Anthony Richardson, what's the biggest storylines for the Colts in your eyes right now?
5: Well, first there's Shaquille Leonard, and this is not a new story, but I think it's critical. I mean, look at last year. One of the things that happened last season was one of the the storylines of the season that we we didn't talk about enough was was the turnover margin. Now, I granted we talked a lot about Matt Ryan and the quarterback's turning the ball over. I know, but it's not just that, it's also the deficit, the quarter the turnover deficit, which was massive. They did not get the turnovers last year. And there's one guy in particular who can really change that. And it's it's Leonard. And and those things that he does, they win you football games. Look, he freelances sometimes and he can kinda you can kinda hurt you that way sometimes, uh, because, you know, that's kinda what playmakers do sometimes. But I tell you, the, the trade off is he's going to make a game-changing and sometimes game-winning play that that literally can put points on the board. So that's the first thing. Uh, beyond that, I, I think there's a there's a couple of things. I think the, the skill positions. Let's see if they let's see if they have made any progress at receiver and how these guys acclimate with the quarterback. Uh, Michael Pittman. Obviously, I'm not worried about him, but I think we want to see continued growth in Alec Pierce. I want to see how Josh Downs acclimates. I think he – that was the other big takeaway from, from rookie minicamp is just Josh Downs, I think, has the potential to be a massive uh, find for this offense and, and has the potential to put up some big numbers. So we'll see what he does. But I, I think that's a big part of the quarterback's success. We talk so much about the quarterback, but it's not just him. He's going to have to have help from those skill position players. And then, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is a part of that too. Is Jonathan Taylor – Healthy, I think he will be. He seems like he's on the mend. Uh, you can't have the 2022 production from Jonathan Taylor and expect Anthony Richardson to be very productive this year. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has to has to get back to being Jonathan Taylor for this thing to look like it's supposed to look. So, a couple of injury related things, and then just you know overall skill player. Uh, you know contributions
1: as well, Steven, Something that stood out to me about Downs, um, and just you know, watch him a little bit in college, but even o- over the rookie minicamp. First off, I don't think the Colts have had that type of wideout in quite some time, and I feel like those types of wideouts have hurt the Colts in recent yeah. years. I also feel like a, a, an important thing to note is his strength is probably where you would slot Anthony Richardson's weakness right now. Downs getting open from zero to nine yards is a yeah. huge strength of his, and that's Richardson's accuracy weakness. So, and I think we saw it honestly a couple of times uh, over the weekend, and that, you know, maybe the balls that weren't thrown in the perfect area, Downs had created so much separation, albeit against guys that won't be here in, you know, September. But still, that I think is important for acclimating Richardson. You know, obviously having a target that, you know, hopefully for five to 10 years the Colts are planning on. Um, I, I think that's an important key as well.
5: Oh, I think 100. percent You know, one of the things that that Richardson struggles with is just rhythm passing, and I get it. Right, that's not that wasn't really his game at Florida, but it's it's going to have to be something that you that you implement in the NFL. You you have to be able to do that to succeed, just because uh, the the game has turned into to quick throwing. So you're going to have to implement that. And Josh Downs is the perfect r- receiver to help him do that. Uh, his hands are incredible. Okay, we saw it as you said, he creates not only creates the separation, but he had an ability to catch the balls effortless effortlessly, even if they weren't right on target. And I think that is something that you really need from, from a slot receiver, because sometimes those balls are coming in hot and they're coming fast. And that guy's got to be able to go up and snatch it out of the air. Josh Dallas can do that. He is, his hands are really impressive. I think it's one of the, the best qualities about him. And even though he he was playing against cornerbacks who, who will, perhaps in some cases never play a down in the NFL, I get that. Uh, I'm talking about the rookie mini camp here. One thing about Josh Downs is his his skill set is going to allow him to create separation. His his shiftiness, his quickness. Uh, you're not really going to be able to set coverage against a guy like that. I mean, the, the coverage is not going to always be there in those situations. There are going to be quicker throws in some cases, and and when he's coming off the line of scrimmage, you're, you're going to have a hard time getting your hands on him. A little bit of T.Y. Hilton, frankly, you know, where you just really can't get your hands on him, because not because he's so big and strong, but because he's just elusive. So I think you're going to see a lot of that with Josh Downs. Uh, I, I really like this pick more and more by the day.
2: Last one for me, Steven, We were remiss if we didn't bring this up. Uh, obviously, Jake is not here today. He is graduating. He's getting his college degree. <laughs> He's off getting that. Any words of encouragement for our college oh, graduates? Wow. I like this.
1: Are you oh, speaking today the up there?
2: And, yeah, go into the world and conquer the world, young man. <laughs> um, the world is your
5: oyster. <laughs> exactly. I would be a terrible commencement speaker. I don't know. Do you remember um, who
1: your commencement speaker was? I have no memory of no idea.
5: No. I really I could not tell you. <laughs> I could not tell you. It wasn't someone famous. It was probably someone important, but but uh, 21-year-old me couldn't care less, I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> like, wrap it up. We got to get lunch at Chili's. Let's go.
5: Right, right. It's like, hey, this guy served four terms in the Senate. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think I think for, for Jake, it's like he, he's he's got the advantage, though, because when you're graduating at 22 years old, you don't know a damn thing. You think you do, but you don't know a damn thing. So now he's old Jake who has – who can you know kind of pretend to talk to young jake you know that's you got a lot going for you there so i don't know i just i wish i knew what i knew now back then well jake does <laughs> so let's see what he does with it right i mean maybe he'll make something of himself let's hope
1: well and honestly if the speaker's not going well i could totally see jake being like uh would you like for me to come on stage i've got a couple yeah, thoughts it's i can his
5: share is his degree in loquaciousness because i i think if they offered mm-hmm. that he would
2: graduate with honors oh, that'd yeah. be a
1: master's i think yeah, i was gonna say he'd be in oxford <laughs> yeah uh without question uh steven thanks for hopping all of us i know it's probably been already a bi- busy morning for you and uh dust off the passport
5: all right my friend see you guys soon
1: thanks, that's Stephen holder right there on the Payless liquors hotline and jake gonna join us here in a few minutes as he is uh, currently en route to kokomo for his graduation
2: yeah maybe uh you know is he up that's what we I he said
1: what time are you calling me like, well, did he you say like he was going to get an extra 30 minutes of sleep yeah Some would say he does that daily during the show. Correct, yeah, yeah, that would be an accurate statement there. So Jake's going to join us here in a few. Again, the big news of the day, if you just joined us in the last 5 or 10 minutes, the Colts will play overseas coming up in 2023. It'll be on November 12th, a 9.30 a.m. Eastern kickoff. That is against the New England Patriots. So the game that was supposed to be in Foxborough, it's a Patriots home game, is now in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, and, Mark, the weather in Frankfurt, Germany that time of year does not sound much different than it will be in Foxborough. From what
2: our crack research team did, uh, it looks yeah. like it's an average of 48 degrees Fahrenheit around November. So, about the same.
1: I was hoping you'd go Celsius on us there.
2: Nah, that, that's, that's math I can't do right now.
1: Um, So it'll be the second-ever international game the Colts have played uh, for the Colts. they played three preseason games, Mexico City, Tokyo, and Toronto uh, internationally. But from a regular season standpoint, again, in London in 2016. And this will be in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, Last year was the first-ever game in Germany, Munich, um, for that one. So it'll be in Frankfurt in a much smaller stadium than the NFL is used to. Less than 50,000 reported Mm -hmm. attendance for these games. Um, So that'll be interesting from a ticket standpoint. Uh, Again, the Colts' full schedule release will happen tomorrow night. That'll be 8 o'clock. But as always, Mark, we'll get the schedule leaks.
2: Oh, yeah. We've already started to get those. We've got a a New Year's Eve game between the Bengals and Chiefs. Uh, We're supposed to get a Black Friday game announcement at some point as well.
1: And it was Dolphins-Chiefs. Is that the game in Frankfurt the week prior to the Colts? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And the Jaguars are the first team to play back-to-back international games. They'll play those in week four and five. So, yeah, schedule is coming out. I'm sure there'll be more games to be announced as the show rolls on.
1: We'll certainly keep you posted on all of that. Uh, before we get to Jake, let's do a morning check down. All right, Mark, last night in the association, it was two teams with dominant big guys reaching the brink of clinching uh, their respective series. The first one was in Boston, Philadelphia, dominated the game. Tyrese Maxey, by the way, was outstanding, yeah. along with Joel Embiid. Um I think you were at that game. Didn't all of us go to that Pacers-Sixers game earlier this year? Uh One of those moments where like, I knew Maxi was good, but then you watch him in person, you're like, wow, he's really good.
2: And you don't realize how big Joel Embiid is until you see him in person. My God, that is a massive human being. He's
1: north of seven feet, and obviously his skill is remarkable. So now the Sixers are up 3-2. They will go home for game six to try and clinch, and if they do clinch, they will have home court the rest of the playoffs, no matter who wins, out of the East, out of the West, whatever. Um, So what a moment, really, for the Sixers, who have lost their last five straight conference semifinal appearances. In the nightcap last night, Nikola Jokic did it again. His 10th career playoff, triple-double, the most in NBA history. They take care of the Suns. Uh, we'll see about Chris Paul in Game 6. But, Mark, you've got Philly up 3-2. You've got Phoenix up 3-2. And t- tonight... We'll see if either of these teams can clinch on the road.
2: Yeah, paragame fives Heat Knicks tonight in New York. Seven thirty tip off there. Knicks have to win to keep their season alive. And then the nightcap Lakers at Warriors, Warriors with their backs against the wall. That tips off at ten o'clock. Both games on T and T. What do you think? I think we go to Game 6s for both series today. Both home teams mm-hmm. get it done. I like the Heat, though. The Heat have been unbelievable in the playoffs. So, uh, But I do like the Warriors to win for sure, but I, I will take the home teams today.
1: Vegas really likes the home teams. Golden State favored by 7.5, and, and New York favored by 3.5. A half. Mm-hmm. couple of
2: routes in the NHL playoffs last night. The Hurricanes take a 3-1 series lead over the Devils, 6-1 to there. And the Stars... Uh, tied their series with the Kraken, a 6-3 victory there as well. Another pair of Game 4s tonight, Maple Leafs at Panthers, Golden Knights at Oilers. There you go. There's your NHL
1: update. I was reading a little bit more on your Blackhawks getting the number 1 overall uh-huh. pick. Like, this dude is supposed to be, like... Yeah. Since Crosby, maybe? Connor, I, I, Connor uh, McDavid? Connor McDavid, is, I'd okay. say, would
2: be the most recent. Con, but yeah, Connor Bedard, he's 17 years old, which is insane I'm, to me. I look at him and I think, has he hit puberty yet? He's right in the middle of it. But yeah, he's, uh, he's 17 years old. He's projected to be the number 1 overall pick, which the Blackhawks won with a 11% chance. Some people are screaming rigged for the NHL draft. Oh, boy. That's fine. You want to rig it for the Blackhawks, they could use all the goodwill they can get at this point. Oh, so,
1: let's act like the Blackhawks have just been in the basement for the last decade.
2: <laughs> well, they've had... Some they've had some pretty dark times as of late, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, that the counter gets me very excited for the Blackhawks. Josh. You were
1: shaking your head. Was that at the puberty comment? Yeah, oh, he, he, he looks young, right, Mark? He is, he's 17. He is young, but he looks very young when uh, in the few pictures that I've seen. So, uh, speaking of lottery, it'll be Tuesday that the there Pacers will find out their fate from a lottery standpoint, so we'll chat about that certainly a little bit more coming up next week. Speaking of next, Jake Quarry cap and gown, he, no chance he drove up there with a cap and gown on, No right? chance. No. No, no, in chance. the back seat with the cologne and Boo. We'll ask him if Boo is with them. We'll ask him if the cap and gown is on. We'll ask him the pre and the post-graduation plans. Do you think they're like in the president's house? Like him and the fellow <laughs> Take
2: students? Take that, Mr. President.
1: Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Jake Quarry joins us next here. Kevin Aquari.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
2: Tear in my eye mm-hmm. on this Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm.
1: Boy, this as takes our, you back. As yes. our lives change, come whatever. How about this? Mark Dykton on it. I'm rocking the PBR hat. Mark Dykton stops at local liquor store. You said, nice six-pack of PBR on deck. Mm-hmm. You bring him in, and in honor of our next guest, who sits in the chair that Mark's in, mm-hmm. for three hours every Monday through Friday, and his graduation today. Shall we crack it? Let's crack it. Jake, I hope you can hear this, all right? This is is for you. (laughs) PBRs. It's not the plop of mayo, but it's the closest we can get. No, someone said chase it with
2: mayo. I said no chance. That is a much
6: better sound than that disgusting plop of that mayonnaise the coffee. No question about it. A Little early, Boy, but I won't crisp. hold it against
1: you. I know that is crisp. Uh, okay, you are currently en route.
6: No, I just pulled in. I have no idea where I'm parking here. I think I'm. <laughs> I think they said to be here at seven forty-five. So,
2: oh. you know, I, but fashionably late. Start, yeah, it doesn't start for like an hour and a half. So. Parking in the Dean's yeah. spot, I'm assuming. We can empathize
1: with <laughs> the IU Kokomo faithful on on that. And did you rock the cap and gown on the drive up?
6: That's an excellent question. Uh, I did not. I, I'm driving with um, the gown is in, like, some little bag. I think they said I was supposed to press it. There might be wrinkles in it. I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, so, you know, it's I've got an hour and a half before it actually begins, so... Um, it's, it's cool. I mean, I thought I would sleep in a little bit. Didn't turn. My body clock automatically woke up at the same time. You guys should be proud of that, that you've automatically wake me up at the same time every morning. <laughs> so I got up and just thought, you know what? I'm up now. So let's go. So
2: here I am. So you got some time to kill. Hip has got to definitely be on oh yeah, uh-huh. Time Killer. Great buffet. <laughs> yeah, I'll have
7: a PBR there,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Certainly on that end. Um, is Boo with you? Boo is not. Yeah, he seemed excited. Um,
6: at least uh that he got an extra half an hour of me laying around but no he didn't uh he didn't seem overly moved by the events of the day he
2: would have got distracted by the tassel let's be honest
1: yeah that's a good point <laughs> well you probably will want to play with the tassel <laughs> that's true It that could be a perfect yeah. toy on that end do we know who the um who the speaker is or anything on uh, on this end i i thought there was a 50 50 chance it'd be you
6: Uh, I do not know who the speaker is, to be honest. This is like the world's worst interview, right? Because I have no information. Um, You know, in all honesty, Kevin, it's kind of funny because, and I know that, you know, it's it's been a while since you guys have graduated from anything. It's been 30 years since I have. And I hate to say, like, it just kind of, to say it snuck up on me is probably an overstatement. But, you know, especially with May and everything going on. and, And, you know, the funny thing is, like, my class is just finished. Like a week ago. I mean, my last math final was, I think, a week ago. So I was so focused on getting all the work done and trying not to just punt at the end. You know, there was a part of me at the end that was like, okay, I've got enough point. You know, I don't, I can, I'm going to pass at this point, but I wanted to try to finish it the right way. And so I was so focused on all of that that I kind of lost sight of just, I knew what day the graduation ceremony was, but I didn't really get swept up in the, procedures of it. And so, you know, I knew what time I had to be there and I, you know, I ordered the cap and gown and I didn't even know if I would go through that, but I I do think, you know, my parents, neither one graduated from college, but they worked very hard to put themselves in positions to raise a household where that was the expectation and where that would be facilitated for us. And both of my sisters have postgraduate degrees. So You know, I thought about it, and I thought my parents raised me. They wanted every opportunity for me, and I didn't take advantage of those opportunities. So for that fact, symbolically speaking, I thought it was important to go through it today so that my parents could see that I did carry out an appreciation, not for me, but for them in terms of the vision they had for me when I was a younger kid.
1: Well, I've said this to you. I said it to you yesterday. I've said it to you in the past several weeks, several months, whenever we do talk about your schooling. I think it's absolutely awesome. And I think there's several people that have expressed, at least to me, and I'm sure have reached out directly to you, Um, how cool it is that you didn't throw in the towel. You usually could have. There's no need for you to go back and to to do that. There's been many people today that have mentioned how cool that it is that you are fulfilling this some, you know, whatever, like you said, 32 years after your high school graduation. Uh, I ask this in all seriousness, like, do you think you'll get emotional?
6: It's a good question, Kevin. I I thought about that. I don't think I will, to be honest with you, but you never know. You know, at times, emotions hit me in in weird ways. I think I probably went through a lot of that just, like, with the health stuff. But um, I I don't think I will. But, you know, the thing I will say for anybody that's that's listening, there is a part of me, as I've told you guys, I I don't personally – I appreciate everyone's, you know, comments to me. I feel a little bit incredulous when they say it because – I'm not really doing anything that I should not have done had I done it right the right the the first time. And in the organic fashion, I shouldn't be rewarded for not having done it right the first time. And so in that regard, I'm always hesitant to to accept that because I'm like, well, you know, I should have done this like the, the most people do when the opportunity is there for them and provided for them as it was for me. But I also think, I did not know, Kevin, and I want to emphasize this again because I think it's important for people to understand. There has always been, there were always two like urban myths, I think, when I was in college. The first was that if your roommate passed away, you got a 4 for the semester automatically. Um, I, I still don't know that that's false, but I think that's probably not true. Uh, the other one is that if you don't graduate, that within a certain amount of time your credits expire or they have an expiration date to them, that is false. And you know there are 700,000 people in the state of Indiana that were in the situation I was in where they took college classes and then life got in the way and I understand that and they left those credits sitting there and it is true that in like in my case that some of the prerequisites for classes that I had the classes to finish off that pre, that, that requirement are no longer available but the cl- the credits that I had did not expire so I reshuffled into a different major to facilitate a graduation, but the credits that I had accumulated were still there. So there's always time to go back. I did it online. It wasn't labor intensive. It was time intensive for sure, but I enjoyed it. I didn't find it to be overly laborious. At times it was certainly challenging, but I think the one thing that, and for me, it's a shame that I, I had to live a half century before I realized this, but you know, one of the things I think is important for, for people to know is that it's never too late to finalize your betterment. And I know there are a lot of people that think, and are, and maybe like me, we're almost insecure about the fact that they had fallen short of where their peers or, or their normal life track took them. But it's never too late to get back on that treadmill. Um, and now i got to get back on the treadmill because I have no excuse for not being in the gym again.
2: Really well said, I think, Jake. I think a lot of people can go and use that for like them, themselves if they want to get their degree or just in life. You can use those words really well. And, and again, for
1: Boo's sake let's hope that we don't find out about the first one if the roommate passes. Oh yeah, Boo yeah. getting a 4 uh, that's that.
2: That's just, that Mark Paul Gosler movie thing. That's what that's yeah, from. Let's just what, hope that doesn't happen. What's the guest list for the graduation event Ooh. tonight?
1: Oh, well, Byron's got to be there. <laughs> I don't think Byron even knows about it. Farkas is uh, waiting know, in the parking man. lot with oh, yeah. a keg oh, yeah. right yeah. now. Farkas is a silly string. He's ready to <laughs>
6: Uh, my sister and my sister in law, my sister Juge, my sister in law Sue, my parents and Shannon—they're all coming up. And then I, I think um, I think we're doing lunch afterwards. And Shannon's like, um, "I have to get back to work, so I don't know if I'll be able to make lunch." What time does it finish? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I totally get it.
2: That's when you got to do uh, the finger, like wrap it up, speaker. Let's go. <laughs> right. I'll do the. I'll do the little
6: double-hand thing that you do, Mark, when we wrap a 30 seconds left.
1: Mm-hmm. Right yeah, now. whenever Mark stands up and does a double-hand, that's when you know that we are way over. <laughs> I, I'm shocked it's taken 10 minutes, and I'm sure you've resisted the urge. Uh, are you practicing your German accent?
6: I should have. I can't believe I didn't start with Guten Tag. But after I heard, I did catch... Um, some of the show, and I heard Mark doing, I believe, was it weather and traffic on the nines, Mark, that you were saying in German? On the nines, weather and traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Colts, Patriots, week 10. Now, here's the thing. I thought that was so good. We've got to start lobbying right now. I mean, I'm assuming that Bullseye Vic Group's going to take fans over there or someone like that. We've got to start lobbying right now for us to go, because this is the only time where we can do a show at one o'clock in the afternoon. Like, it'd be perfect, right? Because so over true. there, oh, I mean, it's beautiful. Like Of all the day part programs that we do on our station, we would be the perfect one to be broadcasting live from Germany because, you know, it's not on our body clock. Once we're over there, it's going to be, I mean, you, you think we're good now. Just wait until if it's like we've had plenty of sleep.
1: Well, and I also thought about this. You know, the game's at what? 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, okay? So that gets over at, you know, 12.30 a.m. Or 12.30 p.m. You know, you fly out uh, 3, 4 in the afternoon. I mean, we could just red-eye it back. Can you imagine what that show would be like Monday morning if we just red-eyed it back right after the game?
2: Yeah, I do it four times a year after the West Coast swings. Hell yeah, Mm -hmm. let's go. Times a million. He's the seasoned veteran on the red flight. Yeah, I
1: mean, this would literally be the peak of that. Um, have you say, have been, you ever been to Germany, Jake?
2: I have not. I've been to
6: England, France, um, Spain, and Italy. So I've not been. To, I would love to go to Germany.
1: Love it, it. Steve called in earlier. He wasn't too fond of Frankfurt. You know, Steve. Very honest. Uh, oh, by yeah. the way, Steve sent me this PBR hat. Um, you got. I'll, I'll wear it on future shows. But you're gonna love it. Um, Steve's compared Frankfurt to New York City, which I thought was high praise, and I guess it is kind of the European Financial Center, which I didn't know, uh, but he compared it to Calgary weather in the month of November.
6: Well, that's encouraging.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's going to be like Foxborough out there.
6: Well, Calgary's like Yukon. I mean, are you kidding me?
2: The The average temperature in Calgary is 38 degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) In November. (laughs) Yeah. Of all the places to Yeah, it's kinda like it's it's not bad. It's like Bismarck, okay.
1: Hey. You know, after Mary, you know, got mad at me about North Dakota yesterday. I don't know if we should go down that down that That's path it. again. But I, I I think it's cool. I mean, it, again, it's it's a Patriots home game, so it's not like the Colts are giving up a home game. Um, I think you have some appeal from a Bernard Ryman standpoint. Uh you would think that the atmosphere would be Pretty unique, just because it's in Frankfurt. It's the first time ever having NFL games. They will have Dolphins Chiefs the, the the week prior there, but I don't know if it's gotten played out in London to this point. But it might be a little bit new and a little bit fresh in uh, in Germany, in particular in Frankfurt.
6: Part, part of my naivete is Bernard Ryman German or Austrian?
1: Austrian, Austrian, yeah, uh huh. But he's but he speaks German, obviously, right? Right, and you is? know Austria's right there. The Colts do have a German right. defensive back, Marcel Dabo. I don't know if he'll still be on the team by then, but
6: i bet he is, but I think it's super cool, for sure. I mean, when I saw it, um, I thought it was pretty cool. The stadium looks super nice. I love the fact that it holds 48,000, which means the NFL will announce that 210,000 people were there. So uh, all of it's cool, for sure. I I mean, honestly, I think it would be a great experience. if, If people have the chance to go as Colts fans, I think they would absolutely find it to be delightful, would be my assumption.
1: All right, Fitch is saying Half Moon Brewery is where you need to go. Um, on that end, we're getting some texts. The YouTube crowd is very happy for you. Do you have any plans? Are we streaking on Fraternity Row? Are we TPing the president's house? What are our plans? <laughs> Once
6: it hits your lips. Once it hits your lips.
1: Um, I don't think so.
6: I, I, I think here's the thing. I, I'm proud of the work I put in. I'm grateful for the opportunity that was placed upon me. I'm grateful for the people that helped me, notably my math tutor being a numero uno. And for that, I guess the the price that I pay for being able to do it 30 years after the fact is sacrificing. The wild hijinks of streaking towards the fountain that I would have undoubtedly done when I was 22
1: years old. <laughs> Maturation at its finest, right? Well, now yeah, he's right. 50. Did the mini a few
2: times. His legs are shot, so he's mm-hmm. yeah. might gimp over there. Where's the Where's the diploma going to go? Like over your shoulder so the YouTube crowd can see it every show, or where oh, are going to put a great it?
6: point. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. I don't know. You know, I mean, next to my Charles Manson letter. Oh, well, that's wall?
2: that's
1: good company i guess
7: <laughs> just to show my maturation yeah
1: yeah this is you know before and after uh, a great a great little photo there well jake i did in all seriousness well said when you did offer the phrase it's never too late uh we are proud of you uh we are drinking a pbr right now congratulations in studio and congratulations
6: well, as proud as you guys might be, that's one-third the pride I have that you're drinking a PBR before 9-8. <laughs> surprised
1: all. it doesn't happen
2: more often, to be quite honest. Yeah, and uh, this is PBR all Mark's party. doing, okay. so
1: I, I, you know, this is not immature Kevin here. Uh, Josh Molinax <laughs> okay. is going to send you off with some vitamin C graduation music, and uh, don't trip on stage, all right? All right, I'll try not to. Congrats, Jake. Congrats, Jake. Thanks. Cheers to Jake Quarry. To Jake Quarry. In studio, a crisp PBR. On a beautiful Wednesday morning, there's got to be several of Jake's fellow students that have already consumed a PBR or two. Oh, on this Wednesday for sure, morning, correct? I'm surprised he didn't have it like taped around his the inside of his gown. I mean, the gown's a perfect place to hide a, uh, oh, for a sure. flask, potentially, mm-hmm. if not a mm-hmm. cold PBR. Younger Jake would have thought of that. Uh, Josh, how does the PBR taste? I, I realize you are a little bit new to this tradition. It, do, should we call it a tradition at this point? <laughs>
2: that's that's <laughs> probably not great for a morning show. Like, ah, uh, 830 beers tradition like any other.
3: Yeah, something like that. You know, it... It hit like a Mack truck the first set that <laughs> <laughs> at 30 in the morning. It It's not as bad as I – it's not as repulsive as I thought it might be, though. See? Well, well, I, I think that's cold. a compliment. It's that cold. It is a compliment. It
1: is cold. Mark Dykton had these on ice, to say the least. So, again, okay, congrats to Jake as he graduates. He'll be back with us tomorrow and Friday to round out the week of the Grand Prix, of course. We're monitoring the weather for that. Temperature-wise, looks outstanding for Friday and Saturday. Uh, But I did see about 50% chance of rain. Again, they still race on the road course over there at IMS in the rain. Lightning, though, would be a different story. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Joey Molinaro, speaking of IMS, he is out camping uh, over at the Speedway. He's got a fun event coming up in a few weeks to talk about, uh, the Thursday night leading into Carb Day and a whole lot to get to with Joey. He'll join us at 9, and we'll continue the Colts conversation as a big one on the schedule coming up overseas in 2023. Kevin Bowen, Mark and Josh Mullinex here on a Wednesday in Indy.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
1: All right, Kevin and Query back here on a beautiful Wednesday. Jacob graduating. He just joined us, so. Oh boy, Mark, I've already got the beer burp. No, I, I've already had it a couple times. Mm-hmm. It's all Mark Dykton's doing. I simply was just trying to be a good coworker. And, and
2: your shirt's on today, so yeah, you're you're winning in that aspect. so Shirt far. is on. There's still three more over here. If you want <laughs> another one, you want Chaser.
1: <laughs> boy, I was trying to attempt a workout post show. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Mark Dacton brought in a PBR or two uh, in honor of Jake's graduation. I think go this nice PBR hat. I didn't realize since 1844. Oh, yeah. See that on the hat there? They've been doing it right for a long time. Staple here uh, in our country. Uh, speaking of country, the Colts are going to be heading out of the country. For those that have missed it, on November 12th, they are going to be heading to Germany. How big do you think that watch party at the Rafskeller is going to be for Colts and Patriots? It'll probably be one of the biggest crowds. 9.30 I, I, when a.m. Said,
2: when you said watch party, I thought you meant Jake like going overseas to get his watches taken care of.
1: <laughs> oh, that's going to be his pitch Rathskeller, the Scalar,
2: Rath Skeller for that game, actually, would yeah. probably be pretty awesome. Seriously.
1: 9.30 mm-hmm. in the morning. It may, it may be a little chilly on November 12th, but it'll be on NFL Network. Obviously super cool for guys like Bernard Ryman from Austria. Um, you know, We'll see about Marcel Dabo if he's still on the team. He's a defensive back that... The Colts got on an international exemption last year. Boy, you talk about some motivation to want to make the team. Outside of that, can you imagine playing in your home country? There have been a couple of other games that have leaked again. We'll get the full schedule announced tomorrow. Mark, you said uh, the other one is Christmas Day?
2: Yeah, we just got another one. Uh, NFC East Divisional matchup. Christmas Day, Giants at Eagles at 430.
1: Okay, Christmas Day this year is when?
2: A Monday. Ooh. So it's an afternoon Monday game.
1: Okay. And then a New Year's Eve game we got at 425, and that's the AFC title rematch, correct, from last
2: year? That is Bengals at Chiefs.
1: Someone was asking me – that's a great game. Someone was asking me earlier about just, you know, should the schedule have any bearing on when you play Anthony Richardson? You know, last year the Colts were on the road, right, for the first two games of the season at Houston, at Jacksonville. My my initial thought was no. No. Um – You know, honestly, if you were going to think of the environment that will be the most difficult Anthony Richardson could potentially play in all year long, probably at Foxborough was on the list, considering Mm -hmm. New England's defense, considering Belichick's history with rookie quarterbacks. uh, And now that game is in Frankfurt, Germany in week 10, uh, November 12th. So. I don't feel like that should have any bearing on it, Mark. I, I don't look at the schedule and think, I, you know, would at Baltimore and at Cincinnati to start the year, obviously that would be difficult. But yeah. I'm not of this thinking that, like, this is college football and you're nervous about the true freshmen starting the first game at Ohio State like no. Notre Dame had to start last season. And of the road
2: games, now that that game is in Frankfurt, Germany, like I'm looking at the road game opponents, and I don't – like I said, maybe the Ravens, maybe the Bengals. That might be the toughest environments.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't said Steelers,
2: South- but the Steelers are a home game, so I the mean, NFC
1: South environments aren't tough,
2: right? So no, no, I would, I wouldn't think the Falcons are bringing it or the Panthers either. Let's, you know, Bryce Young's tearing it up, but Ravens or Bengals is your toughest road opponent at this point, crowd-wise, and I mean the the kid's gonna have to get thrown into the fire at some point. I don't think you. I mean, if if this is like a Russell Wilson situation where he just is showing showing out at training camp. And you're like, well, I know we signed
1: this this veteran
2: guy, but I think we need to roll with the rookie. You roll with the rookie.
1: Yeah, and you know, Mark, I'm not even like as gung-ho about like Does he look like he belongs week one? Like, sure, that would be an awesome bonus to your point about Russell Wilson or Andrew Luck in 2012? Yes, certainly. Mm -hmm. That would be a dream. But I'm not even looking at it from that sense. Those aren't my expectations. Like, if you're trying to win as many games possible in year one, yeah, you probably start Gardner Minshew, or I should say in 2023, if you're looking to win as many games as possible. But I'm not viewing in that light. To me, just like this season for the Pacers was all about Benedict Matherin and the development of Tyrese Halliburton, this season from the Colts, all of it is about Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. All of it. like yep. The record does not matter whatsoever. Do you think anybody cared, looking back on the Peyton Manning era, that they went 3-13 and in 98? No. I mean, the Pacers just had, from a win-loss standpoint, they just had one of their worst seasons in, in over a decade. And have you heard anyone talk that negatively about the Pacers season? No, the fan base might be the most optimistic it's been in right. 10 years. So I think that's kind of the mindset that I have with the Colts coming up this season. We'll continue that conversation disagree. a little bit in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, but next, we'll go over to IMS in the camping grounds over there. Doug Bulls was with us yesterday. Talked about, or I guess Monday that would have been. Talked about how he is setting up shop there. Joey Molinaro, uh the one and only, he joins us next here from IMS.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
1: 9 o'clock hour here on a beautiful Wednesday morning in Indianapolis. Beautiful and in May, seem to go together a lot in this city, and honestly, the weather. Uh, it's great for our next guest because... If I'm not mistaken, he is currently camping out over at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He's the one and only Joey Molinaro. He joins us right now, live from 16th in Georgetown. Joey, you got to paint the scene for for us over there because we had Doug Bowles on Monday. He mentioned that he was camping out, and that will be kind of his place of literally 24 7 for the next three weeks. Uh, What is your setup like? And more importantly, as Mark and I, you know, the father of a couple young children, uh, is little Frankie over there?
7: Little Frankie is over. Um, we don't leave him at the house while we go elsewhere, <laughs> as I'm sure you guys know. Um, typically, it doesn't work out well with an eight-month-old. No. We've tried it, and uh, we don't recommend. Um, but, no, he's he's with us. We got the pack and play. Um, we are in the museum lot. Uh, we are right behind the museum. Um, on There's just a nice little corner set up. We got the lawn behind us we got a corner of bushes uh i look out my window in my bedroom um from the Mount comfort rv and i see the pagoda and then you look out the front because we part we we uh we reversed it in you looked out the front and you see the turn two stands and uh you look to your right and you see um the uh, racing capital the world water tower and it's picturesque my man it's 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 awesome Good for
1: you. This is a great setup here. Are, are you like clo? Are you close with some of the driver?'m I'm, I'm curious like you know where where everybody is because I've always thought to myself like the driver sleeping there the night before the race seems like I don't know. that seems like a, an awful experience if you just get people
7: hooting and hollering around you. Yeah, they don't set me up in the driver lot, which is probably a good idea. Sure. Uh, so the drivers have their own separate lot, um, which is close. I mean, it's just you know, uh, I, w- I wouldn't be able to. I'd say Anthony Richardson could definitely hit one of their buses with a football from okay. where my RV is. Uh, you know, we're trying to stay topical there with uh, AR coming to town. Um, but where I am is, is just uh, kind of a mix of different, like, team owners and different people who work on the teams. Um, I will say that old Jimmy Hinch is my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um so he, you know, we we've, we've talked about that. He's put that out there. So uh, yeah, H- Hinch is next to me. Um, so we got that finangled pretty well, but uh, not with any of the drivers. Just some of the, I guess, like higher ups people, which is kind of funny when you think about. Like, hey, don't put him next to the drivers, but the owners who pay all the bills and make sure everybody's supposed to be there. Yeah, put his put put, put him in, in that lot. So it's pretty funny, man. You should come out.
1: I know. I, I, I honestly will. I I am coming out, but I, I certainly want to get a look at the RV situation there. And I, I just love that you do it. I mean, I love this month. You and I both grew up here. Um, I love the experience of it all. Um, just the pageantry and the weather hopefully will co- cooperate this weekend, uh, but especially here in a couple of weeks. And I'm excited. I think the storylines are great for the 500. I think the parody and the 100 Days to Indy has sparked a lot of interest as well. So I can't wait for the next couple of weeks.
7: Same man. Yeah, it always does seem like this GP weekend we get thrown with like a, you know, a 48 degree Saturday right. or a rainy Saturday. It's it's weird. But um, the local news folks that I've been watching, they're saying that Friday is the day to be worried about and then Saturday we should be, it's looking better. So that's good. Um, but 100%, dude, on the 500. I mean, you got, you know, is, is Penske going to be able to come in and have a better month of May that they haven't had, you know, in a, in a, in a few years? Joseph Newgarden has been highly documented talking about how it's not acceptable for how Team Penske has been performing there at the 500. I asked him about that personally on Speed Street, and he kind of laughed and shrugged it off. He was like, hey, man, you you tell me, like, if you have any answers, we'd love to know. Uh, you know, obviously, as long as Marco Andretti is out there, that's going to be a storyline that's talked about. Will you know? Will Andretti get back to drinking the milk, uh, which would be great. I would love that personally. Uh, I think McLaren is setting up to have a huge month there. I mean, Pato Award is always strong there. Alexander Rossi is always strong there, and you know that both those guys want it probably just as bad, if not more, than anybody else in the field. So it's going to be great dude um always is but uh the 107th running i i can't wait and um i know that i'm going to be having a lot of content coming out of the track uh where i'm posted up thanks to mount comfort rv no doubt
2: he's joy Molinero joining us on the payless liquors hotline joy how did this all come about was it through through the rv company or how did how did the month-long stay at the ims come about
7: yeah well hey mark good to talk to you man, hey, man. um Yeah. uh, So last year I did it, too. Um, And so last year I just had this, you know, wacky idea of like, hey, let's let's go out there. Let's have a month long. Let's have a week long, especially the week of the race, doing a live show from the track every night. Um, and then adding on with all the other content we did. And, and then, uh, you know, I just linked up with Mount Comfort, Rusty over at Mount Comfort, and we had a few lunches and a few conversations. And he was like, Yeah, I can get behind this as long as you aren't in like the coke lot. And I was like, Yeah, don't got to <laughs> worry about that. Got a pregnant wife, not going to be in the coke lot. Um, and so he was, they were kind enough to, to set up a deal with us to where, uh, you know, we could have a, a, a nice motorhome to call home, kind of um a, a office for me, if you will, for the month of May, and then stay in there. And then um, it was a success last year, and we had a blast. And it came to about February, March of this year, and I was like, hey, we we run it back, and um, we had a few more lunches. And it's, it's really cool, man. I'm really, really lucky and grateful to not only Mount Comfort, but also – uh, IMS because, you know, Indianapolis Motor Speedway and their folks over there, you know, Lewis and Susie and Doug, uh, they hooked me up and then they allowed me to be able to be out there and, and, and making content and, you know, just trying to bring as much excitement and hype and, and – um eyeballs as we can to to help out with the month of may and the track and the 500 for you know everything that it is and everything it deserves in terms of um all the excitement so yeah dude it's uh, really been hand in hand with both ims and mount comfort and as long as i'm not you know diving off the roof of my uh motor home onto um you know bill's mafia style as long as i'm not doing that or uh, you know, lighting anything on fire. I think I'm I'm, I'm good. Sure, yeah. say that for the Cochla. What
2: I'm curious about what what's the food situation there? Because I mean, obviously you've got a young young son there and everything, and and wife and stuff. They got food coming to you every just, day. Just you got going like DoorDash from the concessions. DoorDash. Door dash. Are you packing sandwiches. What's the situation?
7: Yeah, that's a great question. So actually, uh, it turns out, and I found this out on the open test day. Out in the mountains of Turn Two, uh, Doordash does deliver inside the track, um, so you can get it. And you know, you set your location. I did at least. Uh, I set my location as just the museum, and so they pull in and they tell the folks, "Hey, you got a delivery." And so, you know, I had Jimmy John's come to the museum. And I ran over and picked it up, and then I was eating Jimmy John's sandwich, watching cars go around in Turn Two, which is great. But we don't do that every day. So what we do is actually one of my favorite days of the year. We go to the Costco, as my mother-in-law calls it, and we have uh, a big run to the Costco, and we go and we load up on snacks and drinks and uh, meals and coffee and plates and just everything you could think of that you would have to, I mean, we're camping, right? So we go there and we drop uh, an unhealthy amount of money um, that I don't like to talk about. So uh, we drop that and we come back and we load up the fridge and we load up the pantry and you know, we're good to go for the entire month. It's it's, uh, it's a really fun day because you're like, you're there literally a kid in a candy store in Costco. I'd Mm -hmm. say that like Costco is like, the Willy Wonka chocolate factory for adults, you know? So and so true. we go in there and we're just we're grabbing everything. You know, cheese it's yeah, the variety box of the chips. Oh <laughs> yeah, fruit snacks, yeah. Like some weird dessert that we don't need. Sure, might as well. And uh, you know, we're we're getting Miller Lights and we're getting booze and we're just setting it up so we go back to the R V and we go three wide on all the drinks in the R V because it's indie. So we got three wide of water, three wide of energy drinks, three wide of diet and regular Coke, and three wide of Miller Lite, all in the all in the fridge right now. Um, you know, with more to come. So we we stack up nicely, man. Costco, it's all about the free samples
2: too. My daughters love the free samples at Costco.
7: Yes, yes, that was big. Um, I tried the their, uh the, the little food court that they have there is oh, yeah. always packed, man. Like, I think people may just go in there to just have lunch at the food court and not even shop at Costco, you know? Oh, it's a vacation. Um, so- you don't need a
2: membership to do that. You get, you, you get a foot-long hot dog and a drink for, like, a buck fifty.
7: Yeah. No, so I think that's what happens because I can never get in line because I'm always – it's by the checkout, and so I'm checking out. I'm like, oh, I want to go get a dog and a soda. And the line is just out the door. I'm like, all right, you know, I can hold off. But it is cool to have that option. So big day that we go to Costco. We do it all in one day. Now two years in a row. We get set up, thanks to Rusty. We got our spot, and then we head straight to Costco, and we come back, and we make sure that the motorhome is stacked for um, us and for any and all guests who come by uh, to make sure that they're
2: set up. One last for me about the RV situation. So nighttime activities. You said obviously you can't be you know breaking too many rules out there and whatnot. But what are you doing at night once the sun sets and it's just like you guys hanging out there? It's
1: a tad personal. Yeah. Well, I don't well, mean it like that. No, I'm just okay. saying, are you
2: just, able to? Are you able to, to roam sure, around geez. a little bit? Are you able to kind of like, hey, you know, this is normally off limits, but you're here for the month, so it's hang going out on the this golf way. course? Yeah. Yeah.
7: Well, I will say, I'm not saying that, streak uh, on the track no, or anything. It, it's a it's a small it's a it's a not a small RV but like you know it's a snuggled RV and it's a clean size bed and we have an eight month old so you know don't don't get any ideas Mark Um, but <laughs> we yeah we have a uh, Frank's right here sorry I'm on I'm I'm live watching Frank while while I'm doing the interview here cover your um, ears Frank we, we do have a we do have a golf cart out there Um, and so it kind of ramps up throughout the month right like this weekend you know. I'm not going to be really doing anything. Um, But then as we get to like qualifying weekend and then we get to race weekend, you know, we'll be having nightcaps out there every night, maybe do a little golf cart ride, um, you know, kind of around the track, maybe venture outside of the track, but that's, you know, it can be interesting on race weekend, obviously. Um, So, you know, I'd say it's a tamed party. Like we don't, we're not, we're not doing anything. We're not supposed to. Um, but hey, man, when it's the night or two before the race, and you have the silence of the track, and it's just you really in there because you know all the drivers are, are, are sleeping and you know getting focused up for the day. You want to respect that, obviously. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roam around in the golf cart and and uh, you know have have a have a beverage sitting outside of the motorhome and just take it all in with you know maybe a nice little Bluetooth. Uh, music going, not like a big speaker, but just a nice little Bluetooth, nice nightcap every night, watch the sun go down over the pagoda and, uh, kind of just pinch yourself that, uh, that you're in there.
1: He's Joey Molinaro. He is out at IMS right now. He's got a cool event coming up in a couple of weeks from the Vogue. I do want to hit on that uh, before we let you go. But I know you were at the Derby this past weekend. Certainly got to see and meet and talk with, et cetera Several major celebrities. Uh, talk us through Derby weekend for you and just how you would compare that experience. Because I've never been to the Derby to what we experience here with the 500
7: man it's they're 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 pretty the 500 is bigger um the 500 is more of a party uh the 500 is more special to me and all of us obviously um but the derby is no joke man The, the the derby weekend now is is a must for me and my wife uh every year we've been two years in a row now um and it truly is like just the way that uh, we talk about Indy being a bucket list item that people like the Derby is that as well. If you could find a way to swing it and go out there and, and take your lady and, and, you know, be able to get all dressed up and, and and roam around and bet on ponies and drink all the fun drinks, uh, it, it, is, it is an event. Unlike any other, much like the 500 is in its own way, right? Like you're not going to go to many other events like the Derby, where you have the mix of the dress, the fashion, the uh, kind of high class mixed with party, um, but then just a, a big of an event as it is, you know, where everybody is watching it on that first Saturday of May. Um, so that's a blast. It is. I mean, I got to do the red carpet. Like me and Ry were walking the red carpet how weird is that it it is i was like this is so dumb but it was a blast um got to talk with with harlow i invited him to the 500 dowdy comes but i had to extend the invite um just because you know it's like i think that there's no better way to do may than to go down there on friday for oaks on the first friday in may first saturday in may do the derby get all dressed up and then you can really let your hair down man and and get ready for the rest of the month Uh, at ims and you know throw on your jorts and throw on your your tank tops or your cut off shirts and your american flag bandana and and grab a miller light and have a blast at ims so i highly highly suggest it uh america's best racing is the best i do work with them and they send us down there uh but it's um you know I, i i say like in my left hand you have the derby in my right hand you have the 500 and you bring them both together for a perfect peanut butter jelly sandwich of may What are your thoughts on the mint juleps?
2: Have you tried a mint julep out there? Because I've heard they're terrible after you have one. But what are your thoughts on the mint julep?
7: You know, they're really growing on me. Um, Like, because on Friday at Oaks Day, they serve a drink called the Lily. And the Lily is so sugary. And it's basically, you feel like you're drinking just like a strawberry lemonade, which is tasty. But like, you know, you can't have too many of those. And you're like, am I even drinking alcohol? What's going on here? But then on Saturday, you get the juleps, and you're right. They're not as tasty as the lily. But when I tell you that they get the job done, they get the job done. And so you have yourself a few of those, and you're not even worried about the taste anyways. So it's a must that you have to do when you're down there. You've got to have the lilies on Friday. you got to have the juleps on Saturday. And uh, the, the, the flavor grows on you, Mark. It really does.
1: All right, Joey Monero is with us here. And Joey, two weeks from Thursday. So this is leading into Carb Day, correct? Tell us about what you got going on at one of the indie staples in a place I love, The Vogue.
7: Yeah, man, it's uh, it's going to be a blast. I'm performing at The Vogue Uh, Like you mentioned, Thursday night, May 25th, it's me and friends. Um, So right now it's it's, uh, Willie Griswold from the Bob and Tom show is going to be there performing. Uh, Ben Polizzi, another indie staple, our guy, he's going to be there. Um, And really it's going to be a variety show type feel. So, you know, me and Willie will perform. Uh, ben will come out on the couch, kind of late night style, and me and him will kind of do like a live pod type of situation for a bit. Uh, Clayton Anderson is going to stop by. Um, I'm working on a few other guests, but it's you know $25 GA for everybody to get a seat. Um, for, for all that, you know, cocktails, a full show, comedy conversations, uh, a little bit of music from Clayton, I believe. Um, and I'm working on a few other guests, like I said, so it's going to be a blast. I knew, you know, I, I know that I wasn't going to do it on Friday night because, uh, everybody's just going to be, you know, r- rip-roaring and ready to go from carb day. So I said, let's do it Thursday night. Let's kick off the race weekend. Let's celebrate Indy. Let's celebrate the 500. Let's get the drinks going. Let's get the music going. DJ Seabuck's going to be there playing tunes as well. So you're going to get a full party. You're going to get uh, easy access to a bar. You're going to get performances all for 25 bucks at the Vogue, a legendary venue to start off your race weekend. I mean, I just I, I don't know about a better deal out there than that. So hope to see everybody there. It's going to be a lot of fun, um, and uh, I can't wait.
1: And this is the Vogue, uh, just like tickets, event page of the Vogue. Is that is that where we can Grab grab ticks.
7: Yep. So everywhere. So you know, if you follow me, um, and and if you don't, then then hopefully you do. Just Joey Molinaro on all social medias. I have the link in all of my bios. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to just search uh, Joey Molinaro Vogue or go to the Um tickets are there May 25th, Thursday night. Doors at 7, show at 8. Um, and like I said, you're going to have performances. You're going to have a live pod situation with me and Ben. And I try to make it feel just like any version of the Tonight Show, all leading into our favorite weekend of the year. So hope to see everybody there.
1: And the last thing that I, I, I want to throw at you here, and this is a little bit more, I know you're a big Steelers fan, uh, a little bit more centric to hear locally. I thought it was a great question that I got asked a few days ago. Uh, closer to winning a title, you say the Pacers or the Colts? Colts. Is that strictly well, to do with the NFL?
7: Yes. And the division Colts. they play in? Well, yeah, yeah. a few things. Um you know, it's been well documented. I know you've, well, you've documented it really well. Um, you know, the, the Colts are following the Eagles model, right? Um, you know, Chris Bauer loves the trenches. And the reason that they hired Shane Steichen is for him to come in and say, hey, take Anthony Richardson and make him our Jalen Hurts. Make him our Patrick Mahomes. And if you remember, just two or three years ago, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles were kind of just... In no man's land, right? They, they. Carson Wentz is that. Doug Peterson was out. Everybody was pissed off in Philly, and then all of a sudden, you make the right hire, you have the right quarterback, um, and you get this perfect mesh, and then bang, they're NFC champs and they're in the Super Bowl, and now you have the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, um, and I that's the model that the Colts are following, and there's a path there for that, especially with the young quarterbacks like you mentioned in the AFC South. Um, that I think that's the model. And I think that when you look at the NFLs compared to the NBA and e- even still where the Pacers are right now, which is exciting, um, I think that if you're looking who you're going to place a wager on over the next, like you said, five years, um, I think Colts is definitely the answer.
2: He's Joey Molinaro joining us on the Payless Lakers Hotline. If you're interested in the event that Joey's got going on on the Vogue on May 25th, I've retweeted it from our show uh, Twitter page, so check it out there. Click on the link there. Joey, I'm going to put your feet to the fire. Who's your pick to win the 500?
7: Ooh! My pick is uh, Paddle Award. I think Uh, that Patricio Award uh, was so close last year. Uh, I think that he, um, you know, I, I, I think that he has been kind of beating up on himself a little bit because uh, you know he should have won st. Pete could have won st. Pete uh, he should have won Texas could have won Texas right he's been so close and I think he's really been out to prove and now he's kind of like overcorrecting you know what I mean with how he uh, drove in Long Beach uh, and at barber um, but I think that he's got the car I think that he's got the the, the demeanor for it um, and I think the dude the star man and um, I think he's coming after it this year so uh, my heart says I uh, Rossi and Marco because they're my friends. Uh, but Pato, uh, that's where my head lies. So I'm gonna go with Pato.
1: Have you been watching Hundred Days to Indy? Pato was outstanding on episode two.
7: Yeah, man. Um I have. Uh I think it's really, really well done. I think it's uh gonna be great for um, you know, the sport and the series and the five hundred, obviously. And then like me and Connor Daly were talking about, um, you know, if you look at how drive to survive went about it you know they kind of aired it and then they found the home on netflix so maybe this airs and then uh, another streaming service comes in in the fall or in the winter right and uh, you know wants to put 100 days to indie on their streaming service and then everybody's like wait a second and then it flows right into uh next year in 2024 um so i'm super psyched about it there's so many young personalities and stars uh, and, and, and good dudes and in the series and uh, I'm just glad to see him getting highlighted
2: last one for me Joey the NFL schedule release comes out Thursday obviously games are leaking already this morning about you know stuff that's on the schedule the international games and all that if you would indulge us uh, what would you think Jim Ury or Chris Ballard's thoughts would be on the Colts playing in Germany against the Patriots
7: <laughs> hey, hey hey man it's it's about time that we got um, some international flavor. We're going to have wiener schnitzels and brats and beer, man. Brats and beers and Ballard. Man, it's, it's it's gonna be great. Well, look, Mr. Urshay, we're not going over there for for brats and for beers. All right, we're going over there so we can take care of business against the Patriots. Because if you remember, last year is when we gave up nine sacks on seemingly every third down. And then you hired just Saturday, okay? So we need to take care of business. No, man, you just have the beers and it covers it covers the stench, man. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just is...
2: Joey and his eight month old, but you think there's like four other people. That in there is outstanding. Right
1: I, I've always said this to you, Joey, and I know, I think Chris Bowden, you, um, maybe had a moment about this in our elevator here at MS a few, a few, or I guess now radio one, but when it was MS a few years ago, I think your Ballard is so good. And I know Ballard just absolutely loves
7: it. Thanks dude. Yeah. He, so if, uh, real quick, he goes, he, I opened up the elevator and it's Ballard and Matt Conte, <laughs> And, uh, he was like, "Oh man, we got to get this guy to training camp, man. We got to get him to do uh, to do Andrew and do Ershay." And I was like, "I got one of you." He's like, "I'm not worth doing." I said, "I, I think you are." But uh, yeah, they still haven't sent the invite for training camp. Maybe uh, <laughs> after Luck retired, they were kind of scared away from it. So uh, I appreciate it, though, boys. Thanks.
1: Uh, TheVogue.com dot slash events. It's an evening with Joey Molinaro and friends coming up two weeks from Thursday. The perfect start uh, to the greatest weekend here in our country. Joey, enjoy the time out there. Tell Riley, tell Frank you said hey, and I appreciate you hopping on with us, man.
7: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. You guys are welcome out to the motorhome anytime. Like I said, I have a golf cart. Just hit me up. I'll come swoop you. We'll have some Miller Lights, and I hope to see you boys at the Vogue. It'll be a party. Thanks again. Love
1: it. I'll see you next week out there, Joey. Later. That's Joey Molinea right there on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Gosh, that Ursae-Boward is so good. That was fantastic. So good. That was
2: everything I hoped it would be.
1: Yeah, that, that that definitely lived up to the hype. That needs to be a video later today uh-huh. from him uh-huh. on that. For those that have missed it, yes, the Colts are playing in Germany this year. It'll be on November 12th. They will take on the New England Patriots. I love how Joey threw in there how many times that the Colts uh, have their quarterbacks get sacked against the mm-hmm. Patriots mm-hmm. this past season. Uh, so, from Foxborough to Frankfurt, that's a win for me. It sounds like the weather is going to be similar to Foxborough, but... Nonetheless, Frankfurt, Germany, it's a 48,000-seat stadium. It will be the first ever NFL games in Frankfurt. They actually played the week prior, the Dolphins and the Chiefs there, uh, in that stadium. Last year we saw a game in Munich. Um, so this will be a Patriots home game again week 10 November 12th and Mark we have had a few other games leak out non-international wise we've got our first ever Black Friday game correct we've
2: got the Black Friday game it came out while we were talking to Joey on the air but it will be the Jets and the Dolphins so Tua Tungavailoa against Aaron Rodgers Black Friday on Amazon Prime that is your Black Friday game
1: I like that I do like that too so right now we've got Christmas Day. You said Eagles-Giants. Eagles-Giants at 4.30 on Monday. That's Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have New Year's Eve, which is a Sunday at 4.25, and that is Bengals a rematch at, of the AFC title. Bengals at Chiefs, yep. Okay, and then right now we've got Black Friday, Jets, and Dolphins. What Do we know kickoff time? Did you say it was it like two thirty three something like that? Let me check real quick, but yeah, I think... Amazon Prime game. I think game. it's an
2: afternoon game because they're trying to avoid getting in the way of the... Uh, High school football 3 p.m. Eastern kickoff time on Prime Video.
1: Okay, and um, then in the international games Jacksonville is going to play two over in London that's week four and five. So that's the first time we've ever seen them play back to back games over there. Like we said, the Frankfurt games, I believe Titans Ravens is the fifth international game. So, yeah, games in London and Germany this year, not Mexico City. Um, again, we'll get the full schedule announcement tomorrow night. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where the Colts' bye week kind of falls in line with their international game on that end. As well. Uh, should we do a morning check down? Let's do a morning check down. All right, Mark. Last night in the association, Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic are reigning MVPs over the past few years. They have taken their teams to a 3-2 series lead. And honestly, it would be selling the 76ers short and not mentioning Tyrese Maxey from last night. 30 points for him um, the Sixers get a huge win in Boston, so they go up 3-2. The Celtics will try and dial up some magic that they had last year in the playoffs when they got down to Milwaukee, they got down to Miami, they're able to come back and win. Those series as they made the finals. So Philly, a chance to close it out on Thursday in Game 6. And so will the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets tried to do it on the road, though. They beat Phoenix last night. Nikola Jokic with a triple-double. So the Nuggets are up 3-2 in that series. And Mark, tonight we've got a couple road teams trying to complete their respective um, I guess upsets, just based yeah. off the home court.
2: I, I would say for sure, yeah. The Heat are trying to finish off the Knicks. That'll be in Madison Square Garden. Tip-off at 7.30. And then the Lakers and Warriors, Warriors back against the wall, but they're at home. They'll try to beat LeBron and uh, and company at 10 o'clock. Both games on TNT.
1: Uh, we got the pop quiz coming up here in a few, so give us a call through on 7239-1070 for that. Don't yes. forget,
2: pair of tickets to Indy Qualls and uh, pair of tickets to Carb Day just for playing.
1: Yes, thank you for that heads up. Shout out to Mary from yesterday. Great effort out of her. Uh, A little bit of Major League Baseball, because when the Reds win and the Cubs lose, how could I ever skip over this? Uh, Reds beat the Mets. The bullpen tried to blow another one, but thankfully Diaz got a four-out save there. 7-6 win for the Redlegs. Mark, your Cubs lost 6-4 to the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, another ninth inning blow that they just blew. The They were tied, and then they gave up the lead and all that stuff. So yeah, the the Cardinals, as struggling as they are this season, of course, the the Cubs can't get out of their own way. So, uh, not not, not great there they're trying to avoid the sweep uh, tonight so we'll see what happens there um, but yeah not not good uh, for them for my cubbies but hopefully they'll get on track and the Cardinals will continue to tank, so we'll see what happens there. NHL-wise, Hurricanes take a 3-1 series lead over the New Jersey Devils. They won 6-1. Stars over the Kraken, 6-3 as well. They take they tied their series 2-2 tonight. Maple Leafs against the Panthers in a game four, where Florida leads the series 3-0, so they can close out against Toronto tonight. And then the Golden Knights take on Edmonton. That is also a game four. Uh, Vegas leads that series 2-1.
1: After two hockey questions on yesterday's pop quiz, Scotty's dialed the back to no, oh, thank God. Today. So a reprieve from Scotty on that. end. Uh, I'm going to be up with the Colts here a little bit later today. Again, rookies are out of the building for this week. It's the last week that they will not be with the veterans. Starting next week, um, everyone will be back in the building together. And uh, we are two weeks away. From OTA starting here, I just had one of those PBR burps come up again, Mark.
2: Oh, yeah. I've already had those going on during we were talking to Joey earlier. Yeah, so.
1: several of those. There's three more. There's three more. Any I takers? Know, I, Anybody I, want these? Boy, you know, I, I am driving up to the Colts complex later, and I'm going to attempt to do some work up there. Maybe so I should probably... drop some off at
2: Joey, because i got to stop at the IMS oh, for the show.
1: Perfect. Give me a little golf cart ride around there. Maybe. It's a maybe. perfect idea. Uh, but, yeah, Colts have their media availability for this week. Um And so I'll be up there for that and a quick look at the Grand Prix for this weekend. Wednesday, or excuse me, Friday afternoon is when things will get started there from a qualifying standpoint. Um, And then the race is 3.30. Green flag coming up on Saturday. Uh, We'll certainly monitor the weather. They will race in the rain, but lightning would be the issue there. And from a walk-up attendance standpoint, of course, that could hurt some things. So hopefully that starts to break up because temperature-wise, it looks great for this weekend here in Indy. Alright, it is time for the Pop Quiz. 317-239-1070. Pair of Carb Day tickets. Pair of Qual tickets.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
1: It's a giveaway. You know, we've talked a lot about it today, Mark, of the Colts playing overseas in Week 10. We don't know where their bye week will be yet. You know, Back in 2016, they played in London in week four, very early. Mm-hmm. So I think a big reason why they told the NFL, because the NFL, if I'm not mistaken, allows you to kind of pick if you have your bye week right after your international game or not. And Chuck Pagano, Ryan Grigson, they're thinking, and I'm sure the you know Ursay family, they're thinking at that point was that would be a very early bye week. That would have been a week five bye they said, you know what, we'll you know, land in Indy by, I mean, hell, I think it was like midnight on that Sunday night. Um, maybe a little bit later than that, now that I think about it. But they said, yeah, we'll fight the jet lag on Monday, and by Tuesday and Wednesday, you'll be back into the swing of things. So they elected to play a game the very next week. Uh, it was at home versus the Bears. Um, so week 10 ended up being there by that season. So with this game being week 10, That's a little bit more in the middle, back end of the season. Mm -hmm. I think a Week 11 bye is kind of what teams like. That'd be the middle of November. Uh, maybe it's a little bit late in the schedule but that'll be something to keep an eye on when the schedule gets released tomorrow
2: and I think I think the Colts could benefit from obviously a week 11 by I think last year's buy especially with what was going on with the Colts at that point oh, that was such a super late buy like oh my god this team needs a break they were just just a just,
1: season that wouldn't end
2: yeah yeah and the week 14 buy was not not ideal so hopefully a a little bit earlier by week 11 would be nice uh if it's not week 11 that would be pretty interesting too but uh we'll see what happens there so. it is
1: crazy to think about the Colts have played the patriots now each of the last it'll be three seasons in a row two years ago you had the you know pretty i'd say one of the cooler moments regular season moments inside of lucas Oil stadium you had the big jonathan taylor run on that saturday night game against the patriots to put that game on ice michael pittman and um kyle duggar got ejected in that game there's some intense moments colts held on to win that game over new england And then last year, of course, Joey Molinaro in a beautiful fashion brought it up just a few minutes ago with us. You had quite the ugly afternoon in Foxborough of one of the more pitiful offensive performances you'll ever see with Sam Ellinger at quarterback. And what, 24 hours later, Frank Reich? I mean, didn't Jim Ursay call Jeff Saturday from the press box up there? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And 20, well, less than 24 hours later, Jeff Saturday was on these airwaves, and then he became... (laughs) The Colts um, head coach. Then our phones collectively blew up that day. <laughs> that is an understatement. All right, it's time for the pop quiz. We are giving away a Jiffy Lube prize pack for five for five. But no matter what, you'll get two tickets to Qual's next weekend. And then two coming up uh, to Carb Day, which is mm-hmm. two weeks from Friday. Uh, mark, a number one through eight. One through eight. Well, uh, let's go with, and I'm just going to pick off the top of my head, number two. Numero dos is who, Josh? Steve T. Three Steve. different Steves. Steve Whoa. T. Wow. Wow. Good Steve Lord. Steve T., good morning. Steve? Yes, good morning. Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Great.
2: How you guys doing today?
1: We're doing wonderful. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, you got any thoughts on the Colts playing in Germany?
7: Well, that's a spoiler. Uh, not really. I You know um, Hopefully they do get their bye right after they come back that next week is what i was kind of
2: hoping well steve i i sure hope you get question one right then if that's the case because not only would that be a blow to the ego for the last two and a half hours but uh you know it it would pretty much hurt was that my
1: best jake impression that was your best jake impression
2: that was the biggest softball on the planet
1: steve in true jake fashion he would want to play get to know your listener he'd also probably appreciate some advice on his graduation day uh any advice for jake today steve
7: no just uh
1: Stand tall and walk proud, I guess. Stand tall and walk proud. That's life, solid. Life is uh, oysters, what you said, Mark? Mm-hmm.
2: Earlier,
7: yeah.
1: Life is oyster. You can make whatever he wants out
7: sure. of it. Sure. Steve, are you from around
1: here? I am. Where are you from? Hilarious. Oh, Fly Eagles, fly. Yes. Uh, Steve, have you seen uh, the Hilton kid play? T. Y. Hilton's son.
7: Yes, I have. He was a grade or two grades under my son, so it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he's going to do big things. Yeah,
2: what do so you do for a living, starting Steve? Starting to get some
1: big offers. What do you do for a living, Steve?
7: Uh, I work uh, for a municipality.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. Steve, is Zinesville Golf Course still around, the little nine-holer?
7: It is. It's looking really good. They've done a lot of work to it, and uh, it looks great.
1: Good to hear. Is the tree still in the middle of the fairway on one of those holes, like six or seven?
7: Yeah, it is, and it's hard to miss. I bang off of that tree quite often.
1: Gosh, I smoked it in a junior high match there one year. I was not happy. Not happy yeah. at all with that. Well,
7: Steve, uh, we
1: appreciate you calling. Congrats already on the call yeah. and the Carb Day please. pair of tickets. And uh, Mark, yeah, I guess great. with me already revealing number one, why don't you throw that on? Sure. Steve, I've got three PBRs
2: left here, by the way. If you'd like one later, <laughs> let me yeah, know. I'll
1: come down. That
7: sounds good.
2: All right. Steve, please get question one right. The Colts right. will play their first international game since the twenty sixteen season. Where will the Colts play the Patriots this year? Wembley Stadium in London, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, Deutsche Bank Park in Frankfurt, Germany, or Estacio Azteca
1: in Mexico City?
7: I'll go with uh, C in Germany.
1: Thank the Lord, Steve. Yeah. Boy, God, that could have been ugly. Uh, all right, yeah, number That would have two. been a blow to the ego if he's yeah. like, I don't know. I know. You're talking about Jake's <laughs> ego. That would have been a blow to Mark and I's ego. Uh, Nikola Jokic, his 10th career playoff triple-double and last night's win over the Suns. Jokic is just the second player in NBA history to have 300 points, 100 rebounds, and 75 assists through his team's first 10 games of a postseason. Who is the first? Wilt, the Big O, Magic, or Russell Westbrook?
7: Um, I'm going to go with Big O.
1: Hmm. So I used to live right by where this guy went to high school. Solid thoughts. All right, Steve. Philadelphia's
2: Joel Embiid has recorded three straight 30-point games as the Sixers took a 3-1 series lead against the Celtics. Who holds the 76ers' record for the most consecutive 30-point games in the playoffs? Is it Joel Embiid, Wilt Chamberlain, Charles Barkley,
1: or Allen Iverson? How about Allen Iverson? Steve. Steve, valedictorian at Zinesville? Not even close. I don't know. I think some people are looking at your paper here. All right, yeah. number four, Jordan Diaz hit three homers. And this is so promising for the athletics to know that we're going to build around Diaz as we move <laughs> to Vegas. Jordan Diaz hit three homers in the athletics lost to the Yankees last night. At 22 years, 269 days of age, Diaz is the second youngest player in A's franchise history to hit three home runs in a game. Who is the youngest? Is it Mickey Cochran, Jimmy Fox, Reggie Jackson, or Mark McGuire?
7: Mark McGuire.
1: All right. Happy 48th birthday to four
2: times. Are you sure
7: about that, Steve? Oh, you want to? No. Um, If I could change, maybe after I think about it, let's go Reggie. Reggie Jackson.
1: Okay. All right, Mark wasn't too happy that I offered well, up that reprieve there. I mean, there. he's three
2: for three so far. All right, happy 48th birthday for four-time Indy 500 winner Elio Castroneves, who got serenaded by all three of us yesterday during the show. If you didn't didn't hear didn't hear it, check it out. We no. we. Symphony Orchestra
1: yeah. asked, asked us to kind of do a People performance said, with them. Is
2: that Adele singing? No, yes. that's three uh-huh. three guys. Aside from being a four-time winner, Elio is the first was the last driver to win the 500 in back-to-back years, winning his first two races in 2001 and 2002. Who was the last driver before Elio to win back-to-back Indy 500s? Is it Wilbur Shaw, B, Bill Vukovich, C, Maury Rose, or D, Al Unser Sr.? Hmm... I better go, Al Unser Sr. It's a good guess, Steve. That's oh, a solid man. guess.
1: All right, Steve. Again, no matter what, stay on the line. indeed got number one right. Thank the Lord. Deutsche Bank Park. Yeah. Frankfurt, Germany. Number two, indeed the big O. Mark, number three, AI, and number five, Al Unser, senior. Correct. That but is correct. number four with Uh-oh. two chances. Mark, the correct answer. Millie,
2: I can't even say it. Mickey Cochran was the correct answer. Uh.
1: Steve, great effort, man. Thank you. Hang on the line. Josh will get your info. It's one of those questions and answers where it's like, which one doesn't belong? Yeah. I feel like Jimmy Fox, Reggie Jackson, Mark McGuire all kind of belong. Mm -hmm. But then you're thinking to yourself, well, don't overthink it.
2: Yeah. That would have been my my hint to him, is, is which of these doesn't belong? One of these is not like the others, but... He was three for three at that point. I what didn't I want to do give appreciate
1: about pop quizzes with you is you also usually stand for a high level of integrity with it. I, do. I apologize for deviating from that oh. briefly there. But I,
2: I also don't want my, want my tires slashed by Scotty in the parking lot.
1: Yeah, that is a good point there. That is a good point. Uh, all right, we'll round it out one final time here. Kevin and Query with Jake at graduation on this Wednesday. They play this song in Germany. Well, I was thinking... That was the song that, you know, some people thought was on Jake Quarry's education career until he opened the door back up on it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And now he's walking maybe in the next 10 minutes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He might. I mean, he might. He could very well be walking. He might be waiting a while, though. He's in the queues. Oh, so that is it, good that point. usually is a little bit of a waiting period. Yeah,
1: That is a good point. Yes. Jason Lloyd Quarry getting his name announced here shortly for graduation. He will be back tomorrow. The big news of today is the Colts. Heading to Germany, again, November 12th, uh, this season. That is a Week 10 contest. Frankfurt, Germany will be there. Um, I just shot Bjorn Werner an email, Mark, trying trying to get him all hey, right. Yeah. Hey, why not? I, mean- I do think at one point his post-playing career included some sort of international rep for the NFL. Uh, Neil brought this up earlier, which is a great point. Frankfurt is the like European financial center, so uh-huh. think of it like New York City for us. So while the attendance at forty-eight thousand is not overwhelming, I think just a presence of multiple weeks in that city, you would think there's a whole lot of corporate aspect to this.
2: I would think so, and I would guess that Bjorn Werner is going to be there. Now, now when, when he was in the crowd before, was he wearing a shirt? Was he a shirt-off guy? <laughs> no, or was... he he
1: was shirt on, looked great. Okay. Um, yeah, it was it was good to see him. Um, I always enjoyed like his his presence. Obviously, his football career did not pan out anywhere near what he had hoped for. Uh, but it was always a good dude uh, on that end. Um, I do think an interesting aspect to this, and obviously the NBA is taking it through the roof, and the Dream Team was a huge reason why. David Stern was a huge reason why. Michael Jordan as well. You know, you look at the E MVP award mark in the NBA, and hell, the NBA finals might have Embiid versus Jokic from a Cameroon versus Serbia. I mean, the last 5 winners are all international players like will we ever get there in the nfl to where you've got like multiple pro bowlers that are internationally born yeah that's a good point um, obviously you have some you know in Quiddy pays case you have some heritage to africa mm-hmm. and things like that um but you know i get you know maybe from a european standpoint um will we get that at all i know playing american football is a little bit difficult uh, but bernard ryman is trying to do it from Aus- austria here to the States as an exchange student and was up in Michigan. He's got to be pretty excited about today's news.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's got to be very excited. I'm sure he's already fielding a ton of uh, ticket requests as well. Yeah, and
1: that ticket, that's going to be hard to...
2: That's what I'm saying. If you're planning to go to that, you hey, might want to... It's wanna, a Colts road game. I would jump on tickets early because if there's only 48,000 of those bad boys to will go around, those are going to get scooped up pretty quickly, I would think.
1: Yeah, Andy posted this to me. Hey, Kevin, can you petition for us fans in Europe to get some tickets allocated to buy via the Colts? Tickets for the German games are near impossible to get. Would be a massive help to true fans. Andy, I'll relay that message. You know He's speaking from that, Mark, and to think that the game was in Munich last year. Mm -hmm. Buck Seahawks was in Munich. I'm assuming that stadium was much bigger than 48,000. This year, it'll be Dolphins-Chiefs the week prior to the Colts and the Patriots. Both of those games in the Frankfurt Stadium, which, based off reports, just 48,000. The Munich... Capacity is
2: 75,000.
1: Much different yeah, than the old 48 number. Um, again, the schedule will be announced tomorrow night. Tonight we've got Lakers and Warriors as the Lakers try to clench that series. Heat and Knicks, uh, both of those games on the home floor. The team's currently down 3-1. Uh, Lakers seven and a Lakers 7.5-point underdog. The Heat are a 3.5-point favorite. I like there. both. Excuse me, the, Heat are three and a half points. I like
2: both up. the home teams to uh, to get back to Game Six.
1: It'd be nice to get, you know, series or two to go to seven. Mm-hmm. I think all of them have been pretty competitive yeah. for the most part. Outside of really Heat Knicks, probably wouldn't qualify in that. But it'd be nice to get some good games in both of those series. I
2: think it's been fantastic NBA so. playoffs and NHL playoffs for that matter. I think all all the postseason has been great so far.
1: And again, just a different storyline here at the NBA. If you continue to have Philly and Denver go on this run of, we are not used to big man led teams getting all the way to the finals. Um, that has not been the case really at all here, over the last you know dozen ish years, maybe even longer than that, um, unless I'm totally forgetting someone. Do you go back to the Spurs? You
2: know, I think you have to because um, Dirk. I mean, there's that, yeah. but I don't know if you consider him. He's not. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, I don't know if I totally classified Dirk yeah. as a as a big guy with that, so we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on it. I know I mentioned this yesterday, but uh, Mark, I'm sure it's fresh on your mind. Um, for anybody out there thinking, oh boy, Mother's Day is coming up here on Sunday, mm-hmm. I'm scrambling. Um, we had on Mary yesterday in the pop quiz. Uh, the Decorator Home Show right now going on uh, just north of Butler, just south of Broad Ripple, just off 57th Street. And, uh, and Meridian, um, all proceeds there benefit the Eskenazi Mental Health effort. So a really cool effort that all of the proceeds go to benefit there. Um, you can get tickets showhouseindy.org. So I know my wife and my mom both have always been big fans of attending that. So if you're scrambling for a Mother's Day last mm-hmm. minute idea, showhouseindy.org. Are you in, idea. A, you in scramble mode at all? Or no, I,
2: I've I've actually gotten ahead of the curve more than I usually do. So I'm taking care of that. What about you?
1: So this is very fitting. Um I got delivered a gift for Maddie and Maddie didn't even look at the label on the just gift it. and just opened it. Oh boy. Oh boy. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah. I mean,
2: some a package came the other day while Ashley was home and I ran to the bathroom and was like, "I got to go to the bathroom." And I was trying to hide the she's like, "What are you doing in there?" I'm like, "Will you just go away?" Yeah, exactly. You know? And she's like, "Oh, well you're being weird." I'm like, "Well, you know what? Like at that time of year, yeah. you got to kind of... <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. But yeah, we, we, not only uh, Mother's Day Scramble, we've got Jake Query graduating, but also Josh, this might be uh, your final appearance. Yes. Josh, let us know where you are off to. You're uh, bigger and better things, it sounds like. I'm jealous a little bit. Uh, I'm on
3: my way to Washington, D.C. Oh, a- and not for a political reason? That's correct.
1: Um, the CBS Golf Podcast, is that correct? Taking me there. I love it. I Congratulations. Love it. Thank, you, thank uh, you, That's Kyle
3: Porter and who else? Kyle Porter, Rick Gaiman, Patrick right. McDonald, Mark Emmelman, whole crew. That's a, that's a good group you've got. And Definitely. we've got the
1: PJ Championship coming up next week. So, Mark, okay. we might not have Will Haskett yeah. back on to chat about the second major of the year. All right, everybody, enjoy this great weather. Again, tassels up for Jake Querrey as he graduates today. He's going to be back with us tomorrow. We'll see you then at 7 a.m.